listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. She don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes and cars, wood floors in the new apartment, co-tour from the stores towards the apartment. You more like love to star shit. I'm more the trips to Florida, order the orders, views of the water, straight from the page of your favorite author, and the weather's so breezy. Man, why can't life always be this easy? She in the mirror dancing so sleazy. I get a call like, where are you, Yeezy? And try to hit you with the old wop do until I got flashed by the paparazzi. Damn, these niggas got me. I hate these niggas more than the Nazi. That's true, because he fuck with Trump. Hey, uh, 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 welcome uh. to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. He was trying to tell us. We didn't want to hear it. Mm-mm. He hate these niggas more than the Nazi. Uh, he's cool with some of them. We got to show love. Got to show love. Uh, we are in the house on a Tuesday after taking yesterday off. Um, I took it off because it was International Left-Handers Day, and I am a left-handed person. Mm-hmm. And in this latest two years of my life, it's probably been the toughest two years being a left-handed person in America. Uh, our plight doesn't really get um, respected. Nobody's talking about it um and the undercurrent of this whole country has been put in the lurch because of the fragility of rightness uh right fragility has really put us in a bad place because we had the backlash to a left-handed president so we got eight years of competent left-handed leadership and right people were so fucking fragile they couldn't handle it they went to the polls and voted in a right man just because he right oh that's right motherfuckers i will remind you every day that donald trump is a right man okay i voted for them i would have voted for the left hand nigga again if he could run a lot well a lot of y'all right people say that but at the polls the 53 percent showed up and y'all went and supported him in in the majority because y'all couldn't help having competent left-handed leadership now we got right supremacists in the white house and in the administration uh-huh. got to deal with right the return and the rise of right nationalism right in front of us mm-hmm. i mean they had a march called unite the right they had a march called that and i'm supposed to just go to work on monday like it's all good fuck no we work for ourselves over here and this is a left-hand comp- corporation half of this is a left-hand corporation and i know a lot of people like well you love left people so much why you marry a right woman well let me tell you something (laughs) first of all karen knows where to stand with me on these issues to the left okay (laughs) second of all just because i'm in an interhandshell relationship does not disqualify my left activism and i'm kind of sick of people trying to come for me i love my people okay and that's it and if we have children guess what they gonna be left-handed too they gonna be half left-handed so you're gonna end up having to have a left-handed baby you think i'm gonna let anyone disrespect my leftness or my child hell no so y'all need to go ahead and have some respect okay and concentrate on the issues that really matter the way that right people have put us in this situation in this country and i'm sick of this shit a lot of people was in my mentions yesterday trying to be oh well what about this what about that what about scissors what about desk oh you need special entitlements no i just want the same thing that everybody else got i want that equality okay 
i want the same chance that a right man has when he's born okay or right woman even right person period and that and i'm sick of i'm not i will not be your ned flanders and all of my left handers out there raise one ink palmed fist in the air <laughs> and let these motherfuckers know that we are done being your ned flanders okay find you a new uh uncle palm okay we're not oh, dealing with Lord. that Lord. now we can get into the show but some of y'all was just downright disgusting just all being all your right fragility all up in my mentions right then it, look some of my best friends are right okay <laughs> but that doesn't mean i don't still see handedness okay and you should too you just should have the same respect for mine that i have for yours why don't we get a right hand today every day a right hand today motherfucker we can't get one day without y'all complaining crying your right tears all down the timeline i was just sipping on right tears boy i swear to god i could have drowned in right tears <laughs> yesterday if i didn't know how to swim <laughs> people that claim to be cool with the show asking why would i choose this lifestyle it's not a lifestyle i was born this way and a lot of y'all need to come out the hand closet because a lot of y'all was born this way too but your parents trained it out of you and your teachers taught you something different and now you live in a damn hand lie well i'm not going to okay fellow southpaws and only we can say that stay the fuck out of my mentions with that that bullshit i saw a lot of y'all trying to why come you can say southpaw but i can't you say left hand like you supposed to we didn't come up with that y'all the one that changed the language two left feet what is that supposed to mean way out in left field huh oh this is about to go left oh you got left behind you think i don't notice what y'all do to the language <laughs> i need to have the same lefts as y'all have that's right i didn't say rights lefts i want to have the same lefts that every other person is a human being is qualified to have y'all shouldn't have the the to be able to dictate the language by which we even speak that's how ingrained it is into our society you say something is correct you gotta say it's right oh you got you want to talk about uh the qualities we all should be gifted as human beings oh they're called rights what does that mean what side of the road we supposed to drive on in america the right i swear man right people y'all something else y'all something else so yeah i that's why i took the day out because it's been stressful and i we deserve so <laughs> I, I i was hollering at all my other left people out there to let them know what's up and i hope y'all had a, a relaxing a much more relaxing day than i did with all these fucking right supremacists among us try, claiming to be allies oh god right people are trash honestly um <laughs> all right guys get into the news see what's going on all right um so it got spicy on the bird today what the hell that mean uh twitter was uh activated okay it was a lot of a lot of twitter stuff going on for some reason i don't even know where to start with all the twitter shit it was crazy it's like twitter is its own fucking thing you know what it, i mean it really is like it's not even really necessarily news but it is news but it's like the news started on twitter mm-hmm. and just happened to be stay on twitter so it's gonna be a gossiping type of show first <laughs> well of, i was at work first of all azalea banks claimed that she uh hung out at elon musk's house the uh, car man yes the car man 
the evil bond villain um over the weekend and he was scrounging for investors what is this nigga's life like and i mean that for both of them (laughs) you know what i mean like what had to happen for a a situation where they both were occupying the same space is i i don't know what what does she do is she like an escort or some shit is she getting flown out is she mm-hmm. i mean is this like i mean are rich white men like fucking russell crowe and, and elon musk sitting around like yo you know who i really need to get this party lit what we need to holler at azalea banks like is that what's happening uh, uh, are they just inviting her but they don't know she's Azalea Banks and then she shows up and they like who is this person in my house and why they put my business in the street and it's like well you didn't see her Instagram and how she be acting and like what what Instagram <laughs> I thought that was Pam from accounting I didn't know who Azalea Banks didn't is didn't know was more to it yeah she claims she spent the weekend at his house uh setting social media ablaze and then it's also this weird thing where no matter how many times she gets caught in some hypocritical contradictory lying ass shit there's always at least one nigga on the timeline talking about some oh she dropped the receipts and the tea and we need to mm-hmm. and then the people share that and it's almost like they it's, it's like lucy with the football mm-hmm. like i don't can't believe nothing that come out of her mouth Mm-mm. you just gotta be entertained and move on they like if this is true it's like but what are the odds that it's true this time um anyway she went on went in on him on instagram and uh was saying that he was scrounging for investors uh after tweeting last week about plans to take tesla private she also said she was not trying to eavesdrop but that she could hear that he was scrambling because he in fact didn't find any fun have any funding secured must representative told business side he could not comment on funding tesla declined to comment i mean <laughs> what's that phone call like it was like who who said this i I don't don't know who you're talking about i have no comments on that hello this is tesla marketing uh yeah um it's uh joan from business insider and um i was just calling to see uh if y'all had any comments any responses to uh the things that azalea banks is saying who anybody hey hold on hold on put you on anybody know who azalea banks is nah i never heard of him who 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 is that I, um who who is azalea there? banks is saying that you guys are losing you guys are not able to scrounge up funding right now and uh would you like to provide some comments on the funding right now i, I have no comments because we don't know who she is uh she's a uh, musician never heard of her music before she's, uh she's, she said she was at elon Musk's house this weekend Mm, doesn't ring a bell Mm-mm. uh she's a black woman still doesn't ring a bell mm. yeah i mean it was black people there but mm, don't ring a bell she probably caused the scene and got kicked out mm, nothing still no. okay all right Mm-mm. well all right i'll just put you down for no comment thank you thank you thank you oh sunday the rapper posted instagram i waited around all weekend while grimes coddled her boyfriend in another story she wrote that staying in elon musk house has been like a real like episode of get out grimes a singer songwriter whose real name is claire boucher has been dating Musk, the founder and ceo of tesla since the earlier this year with business insider reached out to banks via instagram direct message 
<laughs> Banks shared further details. She said she arrived at one of his homes in Los Angeles early on Friday and left on Sunday night. An independent secondary source confirmed that Banks uh, confirmed that Banks was at one of Musk's properties over the weekend. Over the course of the weekend, Banks said the couple essentially went into hiding as Musk, who had tweeted earlier in the week about plans to take Tesla private and said funding was secured, sought funding. But Banks said the couple kept stringing her along with the promise of collaborating on music. They bring me out there on the premise that we would hang and make music, but his dumb ass kept tweeting and tucked his dick in between his ass cheeks once shit hit the fan what bank said must seem distracted over the weekend i saw him in the kitchen tucking his tail in between his legs grounded for investors to cover his ass over that after that tweet she said he was stressed and red in the face he's not cute at all in person why does anybody invite her to any fucking thing I, what are the rules man why 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 was she even there uh, a spokesperson for Musk told Business Side in an email, Eli has never even met Miss Banks or communicated with her in any way, but did not deny that Banks had stayed at one of his properties over the weekend. Tesla declined to comment on Banks' claims about Musk looking for investors. Banks also said that she was not trying to eavesdrop, but that Musk seemed to be scrambling. On Monday, Musk said in a statement on Tesla's website that he used the phrase funding secure to indicate that he believed there was no question that saudi arabia's public investment fund would provide funding to convert tesla into a private company a representative from Musk referred questions about tesla's funding to the company which declined to comment boucher also did not respond to a request and neither Musk nor boucher responded to banks claims on social media banks instagram post also caused a stir she alluded to drug use on a twitter uh musk representative said uh claims were utter nonsense um of course she has made a lot of wild claims in 2016 she slammed beyonce on twitter and accused her of stealing from other artists bank's twitter account was deactivated in june after she graphically insulted monet exchange a competitor on the most recent uh, season of rupaul's drag race earlier this year banks started gofundme asking for help to fund a lawsuit against actor russell crowe who she claims spit on her choked her and called her the n-word at a party in 2016 the producer rizzo later confirmed that crowe spit on banks i could run tesla better than he does banks told business side of musk there's they're so pitiful and it's honestly stupid of them to think another performative angry crazy black girl hit piece will do anything to bring me down mm it's the wild part is like to say they're crazy to think that uh this angry crazy black girl hit piece will bring me down is they didn't even respond to her because she not worth it why would you but like she is convinced like they were gonna try to take me down um it's just i was that's so she's just so wild man and i saw some of the like screenshots of it um and like the stuff that she had said on instagram where she said his family made all their money in africa from like all this stuff like i i have no idea what's true because it's her correct you know like is did she do research on this or is she just saying the latest thing that you know she can kind of pull out her ass and and accuse him of doing so you know i have no idea she said they're both two fucking crackheads he's on tweet he's on tweeting on acid fucking up his own stocks and whatnot a real life dummy i have no idea 
all because he needed a date to the, the met gala to hide his drinking his shrinking dick from amber heard lol a fucking rebound a beta male who took steroids and got hair plugs to convince himself he was alpha there's no reason that in his this collab with grimes i know so much about elon musk in quotes grimes is really an idiot uh, we both agree on that one baby why do you know why did she try to deal with you and elon musk is really a part of the problem when you talk about white male privilege and colonialism his family's wealth is rooted in emerald and ore mines in south in southern africa during apartheid this trash ass beta male pig was given his start in life because his disgusting racist parents took advantage of thousands of black people ask elon musk what the fuck he does for africa nothing he ignores it these fake ass libertarian shit bags like i said no idea if anyone's confirmed to you that or if it's true it's azalea banks so you just gotta sit there and let the bird be spicy yeah 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 she one of them people you go okay like i mean you you don't i don't respond either way to her i'm like okay yeah good luck to everybody beautiful gowns beautiful, beautiful gowns mm-hmm. i mean you should have known when you invited her in the house how it could go that's what i do not understand but this is what Why happened. do people ever around you know how i say like i feel like our twitter experience is much, a much smaller title circle than we think mm-hmm. because you feel like oh these are the way the world this must be the way the world feels because mm-hmm. i'm in this bubble mm-hmm. but it can't be that can't be right there must just be a whole lot of people who like maybe they know about Isaiah banks music or maybe they know of her but they don't know all the details of her and to them the same shit you know so i don't know like they somewhere somebody being like oh yeah i'm gonna sign up with her and collab with this song and if they would ask anybody i know they'd be like oh you should not do this uh speaking of you shouldn't do this do your research hmm? i said do your research yeah google somebody right speaking of research Nicki minaj's ex ex safari accuses her of violent assault oh Nicki Minaj and her ex-boyfriend, the rapper, and loving hip-hop star Safari Samuels engaged in a vicious Twitter battle today, with each making claims about events that took place during their relationship. Nicki and Safari dated for 12 years and broke up in 2014. Among the many I see, I blame Insecure for this. Because Insecure comes back, and all of a sudden, everybody on the timeline fighting for no reason. No reason. Bringing up old shit, relationships. She was looking at Daniel on that, you know like while Issa was on the couch and she just got the tweeting i guarantee that's what happened you know people get all up in their feelings safari someone tweeting about the lawrence hive and next thing you know we done got here him and his ex sub tweeting each other uh among the many accusations safari claimed that at one point he needed to be hospitalized after nikki cut him and he almost died shit remember the night you cut me and i almost died the police an ambulance had to take me out the crib on a stretcher and i had to lie and tell them i was trying to kill myself so they wouldn't take you to jail when things like that start happening more than once it's time to dip she responded by accusing him of lying and also stealing her credit card you stole my card and told me you thought it was an account with free money and i did that i didn't know about on god god will strike you down and more for lying ha stop saying you packed and left i on uh you left on jesus uh, you came to my house crying begging to go with me to europe to the emas i said no dummy in 2014 the song better lies from the album pink print nikki rap i could tell you were lying get the fuck out don't yell at me i ain't mean to cut you i ain't want i ain't want to catch a felony 
so mm. it's unclear if those lyrics are about the same situation that safari described in the tweet pitchfork has reached out to representatives of nikki for more information safari sued nikki back in may 2016 alleged physical and emotional abuse he dropped the lawsuit in october 2016 citing the change of heart the two have also previously fought publicly over whether or not safari ghost wrote some of nikki's lyrics in the tweet from the day he wrote how many times have i said i never wrote your raps nobody even talks about that anymore hmm yeah i mean that and that's just the half of it i think tiger got hit with some um slander uh you know tiger the dude that dates um yeah, dating that little girl yeah he uh, used to be dating uh was which one of them kardashians or was it one of them little girls yeah what one of the underage kardashian family um women and somehow that was okay even though the age of consent is 18 in california somehow somehow everybody knows and it's not a fucking problem yeah that was never um that was never a problem somehow uh at any rate tiger caught some um caught some strays which which is which is which happens sometimes when you uh when people getting spicy on the bird they're just out here putting the adobo on the bird and seasoning yeah, up that spicy chicken queso next thing you know it's all in your eye you was just trying to observe um so yeah she said i should have never uh, who is she Nicki minaj oh oh same person okay yeah he taught strays in a beef between Nicki and safari oh <gasps> uh, okay all right i should have never paid for that goddamn hairline i fell back out because god it fell back out because god don't like ugly you used me but god had other plans who hairline what what i don't understand nikki okay and said she paid for safari's hairline like surgery to get his hairline restored (laughs) (laughs) and even if she did she said tiger shit ain't fall back out y'all went to the same doctor yours fell out because god don't like ugly oh oh he was like bitch what the fuck they gotta do with me so says first off me and tiger didn't go to the same doctor we did it on the same it we did it the same day different doctors listen i don't know if this has to do with first week sales but you need to finish your zen and don't talk about vh1 checks because the way you're acting it's like you're auditioning to be on a love and hip-hop Mm. vh1 checks Mm-mm-mm. mona pays though <coughs> she does and i mean i don't know what them first week sales looking like for nikki not good i think they said a few if like maybe a hundred thousand maybe yeah because i know uh bitch i'm a cow made a bigger wave than uh <laughs> the nikki bars yeah i guess I, I haven't heard it all i know is the reviews that people were saying and a lot of people were saying it's not good yeah like i don't know no i haven't heard much of this uh music from her Mm-mm. on the timeline but i have heard that bitch i'm too smooth yeah <laughs> see now you may want to hear it again bitch i'm a cow bitch i'm, I'm a cow, cow. Yes! i'm not a cat i don't go i go move yeah i don't think um i don't think she's playing for that like between now she's gonna be dissing doja cat probably um <laughs> but yeah everybody had jokes about you know how um people's hair was messed up tiger actually tweeted out um a link to his doctor with the phone number too get that's right business hey mm-hmm. i look good just just caught a stray for no reason 
mm-hmm. over there minding well, his. Well, the doctor smiling because he gonna get some get some clients. Over there minding his underage business, <clears throat> just just chilling. By the way, this thing went on for like two hours. What? Yeah, it wasn't no no quick one and done beef. This shit lasted for quite some time. Um, I like they might still be going for all I know. Uh, they was talking about people not playing her records, all kinds of shit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Nobody had time, huh? Yeah. As uh so yeah, as a result the former hype man returned real turned reality TV star took to Twitter to set the record straight. Once for all. But instead Minaj responded sparking a two hour long Twitter beef fueled by lies, receipts, and old memories. Unless I really cared, still I could not let the mentions of someone's name get me that riled up, Safari wrote what that looks like someone who either still cares or just holding on to a lot of hate towards someone how many times have i said i never wrote your raps nobody even talks about that anymore um that was when nikki said he stole her cards um you hold on to everything safari responded your problem with dj self is because me and him are so cool and nothing else you have a problem with mona scott because she put me on the show let all that ish go and now i stole your card the one you gave me uh the pen for and had me doing ish with we know each other inside out he added everything there was for us i didn't use your card for prostitutes we don't we both didn't trust each other you did shit i did shit you said you were messing with me a few years before y'all got together and i'm not mad at that towards the end it got toxic and i just packed up and left i did things for spite and so did you i don't wish you bad and i don't want us back together just like i'm sure you don't and i don't need you you don't need me but we will always be linked to the in the public no matter what remember the night you cut me i almost died he said that uh and you know what i still don't have no hate for you because i'm happy in my own mind now enjoy your album dropping and stop letting these people see you sweat this ain't you you too big to act the way you be acting no one on your level acts like that period in turn minaj said sharika and i had a bet that as soon as you knew meek was about to come home your your crawl back and you you did come to my house crying joyce was there my whole glam was there left who you getting aired out on hashtag queen radio 2 on thursday apologize and shut the fuck up as safari mm. continued he oh. highlighted oh go ahead Ken. go ahead you finish as safari continued he highlighted Minaj's most recent twitter beef over self-supporter cardi b so what if dj envy and at dj self support me they support you too i've been in places and they play your music all the time stop letting your hate for me reflect on how you treat others you hate me i love you and want you good but i don't like you looking like you're losing it how was i begging to go to europe with you and you were in full-blown relationship towards the end of ours i knew it was a wrap i still had an email when you hit me saying let's spend christmas together and work things out so please stop i thought you were gonna zen and cleanse your mind and body what kind of zen is this what in the what in the zen sorcery is going here going on here uh bitch you hit me and meek asking us to get your dick pic back from, from someone minaj clap back you were playing with your dick in the shower by yourself with suds and shit i <laughs> have the email where you said you you couldn't pay your electric bill and why you lied on me but go off sis they always gotta do that the mean like oh you gay now i should have never paid for that goddamn hairline so she said that she continued spilling the tea uh first off me and tiger didn't uh wait that's when you say he didn't go to the same doctor um 
he says at least y'all know i was trying to keep my the new my news to myself now someone was trying to leak my dick pic for years and i've been trying to stop it forever but is is this supposed to be your promo run i'm flattered that you feel talking about me can help i can't believe you're still mad it's about to be five whole years there's no way i could hold on to something that long you can't front uh, you can front all you want you're not happy don't talk about my big dick swinging in the shower video no one knows about that one as the beef subsided and minaj continued retweeting tweets written in her favor and went on to promote her album looks like these two have some unfinished business to handle damn so yeah that's that's what's going on in the that was also on the bird karen mm-hmm. this is a verbal podcast so you're gonna say something you just <laughs> that that was a lot that that was a, a whole lot yeah it's, it's it's interesting though because like i have felt that nikki has been so out of pocket during this run and it, like i i mean i'm only like, speculating i don't know her but mm-hmm. I, it really feel like cardi b showing up and blowing up just fuck nikki's entire image and ability to look unpressed about shit and she could have if she wanted to but she opted not to like you know i think it's some form of i don't want to say intimidation but in her mind cardi b just came out of nowhere yeah it just is weird because i think cardi is so at least gives the um she at least gives the appearance of such unbridled honesty transparency right and just forthrightness mm-hmm. where she's like i might not be perfect i might not say the right thing all the time i'm a human being i'm trying to be better at certain shit i make mistakes um you know she you know she's always kind of counted out because of her image mm-hmm. you know but she's like look I'm, i was i was a stripper i you know used to date a nigga that was in prison now i'm dating you know a trap rapper that people think ain't shit um you know she talks about like she'll bring up like political shit she really kind of gives of herself in a transparent way with the whole like going on instagram and just talking about like i just bought this necklace but i'm saving money for this or you know just all this shit she's been pregnant mm-hmm. and it just feels like a lot of a lot of cardi's moment in the sun really made nikki who's basically gone unchallenged for at least a good six seven years as the the only mainstream woman act in rap that people felt like deserved mainstream success correct not that these other rappers weren't good or whatever but just when it came to stuff like grammys and awards and shit you know that it was like nikki and everybody else right it it, it, they they do that it can only be one shit when it comes to female rappers even though there's a lot of other ones out there right so you know it's just kind of this weird thing to see her like you just i don't know it's just like people that look like they might have it all together i guess it's just easy to the pressure zone correct and it's actually rumored up for everybody yeah and also the we'll see so two things one pressure is a motherfucker i agree because a lot of it is self-implied like no one's making you feel the pressure mm-hmm. you decide i'm feeling pressure nobody did that to nikki nikki decided that the pressure was on she needed to find some kind of way to usurp cardi okay at least that's how it seems two um before the pressure was on we all assumed you could handle the spotlight to a certain extent because she's always seemed above the fray 
i really loved the way she responded to to remy ma i know a lot of people wanted to see a battle and shit and i was like if she truly if this was this is like drake versus Pusha t okay yeah he either me i'm about to just drop the song of the summer and act like that didn't happen and if i'm truly the man y'all will move the fuck on because you don't have a choice if i'm not recognizing it then y'all can't you know it happens all the time i remember uh common diss ice cube and everybody was like god damn common like he'll never come back from this ice cube was like yes i will i star in movies i put out more video like i'ma just continue to be ice cube and it won't be shit nobody can say because at some point you just gotta be like well i guess it's over come you know? on and i think that was one where farrakhan got involved so it might not be a one-to-one corollary but you know like mm-hmm. at some point you just go i like no we're not on the same level mm-hmm. and and in all fairness cardi has kind of done that to nikki like nikki nikki has shot, shot so many shots at cardi mm-hmm. like just very thinly veiled you i don't fuck with you shots they've been in public places together and cardi looking like man i'm pregnant i'm not even on this shit like if you're gonna be beefing you're gonna be beefing with me by yourself right because cardi is publicly say look i mind my own business i'm I'm about this music and i'm about this money it's also like one of those beautiful things that happens to good people toxic folks remove themselves from your life they do like you don't even have to spend a bunch of time talking about how i had to cut them off and get rid of them it's like they think they punishing you by going away i'm like "Uh, thank you cool i i don't have to deal with this bullshit no more so like yeah we might not have no collabs together we might not go on no tour together or nothing you don't you're not interested in there being more than one at the top of the fucking you know charts or whatever you well i'm gonna still be here and i'm gonna still live my life and i'm never going away so all right you know it's all artificial pressure and i and now what i was gonna say is hip-hop has traditionally done the there can only be one good a good woman rapper at a time that that they recognize as like it's immediately a competition the queen of rap you know like kind of how it was the king of new york in the 90s but we still respected that there were three four five people with claims to that title and everybody would debate it we don't do that with women rappers it's the queen Mm -hmm. of hip-hop period and then it's it can just be one yeah and that's basically because the field is male dominated men run shit and they feel like it can only be one woman well what's interesting karen is it didn't always used to be that way to me no. in my opinion i feel like the 80 late 80s early 90s there was a dearth of women that were rapping and it wasn't like okay yo-yo has to take out queen latifah Mm-mm. you know okay well uh, mc light is gonna have to take out um you know uh money love like if salt and pepper has to battle tlc or something like we didn't have that it was just kind of like yes there are women and they're going to be rapping and they're going to be part of hip-hop and it, and we kind of like lost that over time you know part of me wonders if that happened because male rap became so misogynistic that it left no room for women on the ticket because it's almost like how can i rap the way i'm rapping and then pretend that i respect you you know i just wonder because like it's not like women stop rapping no that but the people at the top that have power stop putting them on in a way that mattered and i think maybe fans even stop listening in a way that mattered correct and the thing is a lot of women rappers they rapped about women shit you know they didn't they didn't 
it you know it's almost like like you say because they didn't put you on unless you basically imitate men you had to come in with a deep voice you had to talk about how you the baddest you had to talk about how you fuck people up and it was like but that I might will, not want to do that and that will never really resonate because it comes across fake to most women correct because most women don't want to live their life as you know i'll fucking cut you with a box cutter and i'll kill you as fast as a nigga kill you most women don't want to like they're not looking up to that necessarily like i can outman a man and so you have that lane that's kind of like has a ceiling on it the other one is sex and i think a lot of that happened because men were writing the raps for women so it's a lot of like we'll sell sex and then it's kind of a fantasy to men and if it's done right it can still be a fantasy to women because it's kind of empowering to be like i'm in control of my sexual prowess and whatnot like Lil kim's probably the last one i remember but like trina is another one mm-hmm. but like uh and and you know i think a lot of that Lil kim shit came because that's what big thought people wanted to hear mm-hmm. and i mean he wasn't wrong mm-hmm. but um part but like part of it is is that but then like it doesn't make sense to me that we have one missy elliott one dog you know what i mean a person that still hasn't won a vanguard award from mtv like which is ridiculous because video vanguard you think of missy elliott like come on now when you think about somebody that changed the way the visual medium was done in hip-hop i mean videos were never shot the same never. after she came through i don't care what nobody say the shit that missy elliott did at that time was motherfucking groundbreaking like years ago it's for the dvrs and all that shit in order to catch it you literally had to watch that shit like live it was a fucking event to watch her shit missy and buster were the two people i remember in the 90s that i was like <clears throat> everybody has to see their videos yes like like not no offense to other artists i'm sure there were other people that were doing their thing but between missy and buster when i was in college it was like net they were at each other's necks yes, like it was very visual it's like you ain't seen such a such video what the fuck yo you need to stop what you're doing right now we gotta go find this video and that was before you could just like youtube a video come on you need to go to the cafeteria and wait for motherfucking um uh what was that mtv raps or whatever what was was that hold up cedar you had to wait for cedar's world ah or or you had to wait or you had to wait for um uh the show with free and aj uh like you had to wait for specific shit to be like i'm gonna see this motherfucking video and they would and like clockwork they will always show you the livest videos um hit yeah someone said hits, hits from on the, the street. street but that's not that's not what um aj and free show was named oh um, i forgot the name of it for some reason um but like you had to be there you know it's like yo nigga we gotta get to the cab at four 106 apart yeah like we need to be in the cab bro let's go let's let's watch this cab will be popping yeah or like let me go to the room by four turn on mtv turn on bet we just sitting there watching and like you saw those videos and it was like so like that was a lane that missy occupied and many people will say um because they don't listen to lyrics they'll be like well missy wasn't like overtly sexual like lil kim and uh you know all you know and trina and shit was they listening you need to listen to the words because a lot of people just come on well, it, it was a lot of uh eating ass and and yeah <laughs> fucking you what what did i maybe i listened to the wrong thing nah it was i think a lot of that was subconscious like people saw a dark a brown skin dark skin black woman 
that wasn't necessarily dressed scantily clad that and she was heavy set yeah that was heavier than you know the 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 rappers the, the women rappers that had like thongs on and, mm-hmm. and she, shit like that and, and so she, she rapped about sex a lot but she didn't necessarily sell herself as sex appeal you know what i'm saying so it was i think a lot of people kind of pushed her away like oh nah she's she's not a sexual i'm like nigga have you heard heard work it right is work it is just porn it's porn (laughs) like like she is talking about was like i like work it was the kind of shit where you listen to you like i think i want to fuck do i want to fuck missy does, is that what's happening right now am i am i scared bitch am i scared to fuck missy because whatever she's like talking about you i don't think i can come back from that i can't go back to regular having sex with people after this shit that i don't even know how you flip it and reverse it and talk in tongues the way that shit sounded <laughs> like she was on some other shit you know but it was like um she still occupied a different lane you know mm-hmm and there was a time where you still had multiple women that were rappers and you know with left eye and tlc was on the scene at the time um you had uh shit the brat like come on it just feels like we lost that somehow you know even when we had crunk music we still used to have like mia x you know and we would have like rappers in crunk music that even if it's a one-hit wonder they still had a woman in the group always that was almost standard to have at least one yeah nucky nucky if you buck yes you know they had um i was listening to uh icons get crunked up the other day forgot they had a woman in the group do the Mm -hmm. second verse you know not to mention obviously the great lauren hill like you could it was just multiple artists at the time that were women bring out brought up the lady of rage yes but now it feels and this is not a diss to anybody because i'm saying i listen to a lot of people a lot of women that are rappers now mm-hmm. but it just feels like there's there everybody's a hair's breadth away from where they should be as women where they put in the time they've created their own sound and shit i didn't hear about doja uh doja cat until the fucking moo thing this weekend i go listen to her album today i'm like yo this shit is dope come on like, that's that's first time i have all i know i told you all i seen was the gift going up and down the time and i'm talking about moo yeah and you just had to like she had to find a way outside of i guess the normal way for people to like gravitate and be like wait she's actually really fucking dope come on you know and there's a lot of there's a ton of other artists like that you know and like uh rhapsody had a a year of like kind of being in the game about two years ago and then cardi was last year and it seems like this year should be kind of nikki's year back you know because she's been on top traditionally but she's been acting so honorary and like prickly and sensitive to the slightest critique i, I don't even know what to make of this Mm-mm. you know i thought she was really better than this now I, I don't even mean that on some like right I'm, mean shit i just no. really thought she thought of herself as i am a better than these motherfuckers talking shit about me all i gotta do is keep existing and i will be on top or at least in the discussion every time i drop something and like i don't know she just got used to no competition i guess i don't know anyway the world too fucking big to think that you about to do that shit forever Mm, especially the internet has changed a lot since uh she been out and 
like you say people have other means a lot of people don't go the traditional ways uh right and get their name out there you know like they like they used to and um two things one time i missy elliott the thing about missy elliott missy elliott she was the larger woman and she was confident in her weight mm. so i think for a lot of people for particularly heavier women you know period women period but just heavy women was like hey she doing her thing and she not this this skinny broad and there's nothing wrong with that but it's like she was very non-traditional so like you said that's why a lot of people kind of pushed her to the side and back and uh with cardi being one thing about cardi b regardless of if it's true or not cardi b put out uh, puts out an image that's like she's actually pulling out herself in a very truthful manner she doesn't feel like she's structured if that makes sense or, or or molded to be presented to you in a certain way and i think that uh women enjoy sex and they like sex they like the thought bops and all that shit like women are actually here for that yeah and then another thing with missy she wrote all this shit too for other people like she's a really she's a fucking she's an she's an icon she really it's is like it's amazing how much shit she was able to like uh to get done you know 702 would have been nothing without missy and 702 had a whole st- straight up like moment in 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 music they had a cd that was fine and it just sound like missy covers Aaliyah, one in a million all these come on tracks. one two three four five six seven eight nine tracks like as much as people miss Aaliyah, they also are missing that Missy was back there. Like you know, um, genuine. Come on, G thing. She got a writing credit for that shit. Um, yeah, it's Adina Howard, Crank Me Up, Mariah Carey, Baby Doll, Puff Daddy and the Family. It's all about the Benjamins. Um, yeah, she had her hands in a lot of different things. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really wild. And it, shit, ninety eight MC Light seven and seven. She did three songs on that. Like Yo Yo, two songs on her song joint. It, total, goddamn, like every song on Total, like it's crazy. Oh, that Total that was flames. Yep, like I still remember when um she was. I still the first time I heard her, I think was when New Edition tried to make a comeback, and she had that verse on their single where she like he 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 how he 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 how yeah. And I was like, "Who is that?" And boom, like she was everywhere after that joint. So it's 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 honestly amazing that um, you know, like I said, she hasn't even gotten a Vanguard award, which is which is insane. Damn, she did "Ugly" by Bubba Sparks. Like that's the other reason you know she the shit because I know these songs, but these niggas are done never yeah yeah never heard anything some of these motherfuckers are it was literally one and done oh my god so yeah man it's but um i still don't uh i I swore she did tweet yep she did call me by tweet that was oh my god Somebody said she did jasmine sullivan's first cd yeah like i said man she i mean she's done everything for everybody so um to see that people kind of um I don't know to see that we can't have that in music anymore is kind of sad you know that we kind of lost the, the 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 quote-unquote female rapper but i feel like it's coming back and maybe that's why that's why nikki's acting up it's because maybe the era of women talking for themselves is coming back when women being at the front of some things you know as much as uh and i'm about to get into it because like i said it got spicy on the bird today 
but <laughs> as much as people feel like lauren hill may be a manufactured like one hit wonder with miseducation which i think is kind of some bullshit because she also did two albums with the fugees so it ain't as cut and dry as motherfuckers try to make it like yeah she just a miseducation like no nigga mm-hmm. we were mad hype mad hype off of lauren before the motherfucking miseducation came out right that shit was highly anticipated and delivered it was but it wasn't like we were like who the fuck is lauren hill mm-hmm. oh miseducation wow this woman's great like no 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 no. people knew who she was prior right to if anything we were more surprised how good she could sing and keep it going for a whole album but you know let's get into that too <clears throat> so apparently robert glasper who is like a jazz um dude mm-hmm. uh makes some pretty dope pretty dope albums actually like ensemble albums and shit with all these like big features on them and stuff and uh he's a beast he is a beast well he came for our girl lauren hill's neck and it was too much it was a lot um i was just not i mean a lot of people know i'm in the anthill shout out to my fellow ants um and i'm not necessarily into the things that he had to say but you know you got to respect people and their opinions everybody's entitled to it let's see if i can find where he started talking because i thought i had the minute mark and now i lost it oh shit shit Uh, if not i'm gonna have to read the transcript of everything he said but yeah he went in on lauren hill it was uh it was too much man like it's like people don't respect that a black woman trying to get her chakras aligned you know if it was a 50 cent talking about getting his chakras aligned y'all be cool with that but it's lauren hill all of a sudden it's oh she don't be doing this she don't be doing that one time she did me dirty like okay nigga move on it'll be all right ain't nobody talking about you no more <sighs> all right, i guess i gotta read it because this shit don't wanna oh wait now is it playing what is happening on this website mm-hmm. see this is why black people can't have nothing <laughs> try to go on madame noir and get this shit to play and everything is popping up except the damn video i don't know what's happening mm-hmm. uh okay try this one more time um okay are tweets popping what the fuck is this you know i don't know no i'll come back to this story while this page loads r kelly is performing at hulu theater at madison square garden despite abuse documentary hulu and buzzfeed are currently developing a film about the singer's alleged abuse of women R. Kelly has announced that he will perform at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden in New York City September 15. It's one of Kelly's most high-profile performances in recent years as the number of allegations of sexual abuse against Kelly have continued to grow, significantly derailing his career. But his booking is particularly notable for another reason. BuzzFeed News is currently co-developing a feature-length Feature length. Those doc- egotistical, hard personalities when you have to oh do God. what you have to do. Now you want to play? I don't want to ask who was like the a hole or anything like that. Right. But I, in this business, you come across it. Oh yeah, 100%. You motherfuckers. Y'all really wait till. You have to play for them, oftentimes. Or make. Well, well, this is the, well, this is the thing. Um, in 2005, that's when I my career changed and I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to do because that's when I got signed and I was doing my own thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean so whenever I got into a situation that I realized oh okay I hopefully paused it now back to what I was saying about R. Kelly um this nigga still performing man nobody gets cancelled 
don't people don't be, i keep saying that is he gonna perform his 19 long minute song he might i admit are y'all do people have people learned the lyrics to that now because i know somebody did i know how these motherfuckers are somebody paying for these tickets yes they are um i don't even know what's happening with this i mm-hmm. thought he was canceled but apparently oh no he continues Mm-mm. nobody gets canceled all right now back to this oh i see so it didn't even pause i just muted it is that what happened right she's getting half a million dollars for the show it's a 20 now i gotta show. rewind i gotta rewind oh no god damn it that's why people can't have nothing so we don't know how to go places and act I see if this will work. Would you really? Oh, I've done that quickly. I've done that to a few few artists. Oh, I want to ask. Oh, I'll say I'll say a name. Let her rip. You you ready? I'm ready. Lauren Hill. What? what? Why, why you do Lauren Hill like no? No. no. Why she do me like that? I mean, if you ask any musician, it's it, most people wouldn't know unless you know musicians that's played for. Mm-hmm. But I did this. I did a uh, a, um, a show with Lauren. This is. 2008, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's from Mont Blanc Jury Corporation. Mm. Right? Mm. She's getting half a million dollars for this show. It's a 20-minute show. <laughs> My friend was the MD. He said, Rob, we're doing a show in L.A. You want to do this show? Mind you, two years prior, she had been calling me, trying to get me to come to her house to audition. I'm already a signed artist. I'm traveling the world doing my own thing. I don't do auditions. So I was like... Sorry, I don't do auditions. If you want me, you can listen to my album. <laughs> I like you. You can do like that. I'm not auditioning. So first of all, he was being rude to Miss Hill. Can we just note that right away? All she wanted to do was have him audition, and he decided he was too big for auditioning. But she too big to be respected as the person that's headlining and getting half a million dollars. They didn't pay her half a million dollars because she's nobody. They pay her half a million dollars because they find that she's half a million dollars more dollars important than you. So how about that? They think that she is $490,000 more important than having y'all ass there. And you got the nerve to bite the hand that tried to feed your black ass. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't Now, Rob, that could have came across a little. <laughs> no, but this one day she was calling. How you gonna win, Robert, when you ain't right within? me talking about play for me over the phone what i'm not no you're not doing that yeah can you play with the phone then but like i'm like no but i do have albums out number one jazz albums on the, on the charts if you like you can check those out and then you can you know what i mean but i'm not i don't i'm not auditioning she got albums out too okay one of them might be called the miseducation of lauren hill have you heard of it because you about to turn around and diss that album but your shit ain't never charted harder than that they always got something to say so so then my boy's like yo Lauren has a show in in New York do you want to you want to play I'm like all right what's the deal he's like rehearsing for one week for a 20 minute show I'm like oh okay cool so we rehearse a whole week first of all why what's wrong with that so you don't like rehearsing no more you don't like practicing he didn't say that so that's her work ethic that she wants y'all to be sharp so that when she shows up she ain't got to go through all that shit but now you don't even want to rehearse for a full week you already see you already losing me rob 
like 10 hours a day. Every day she comes in and changes the show. Changes what she wants to do. Completely? Completely. We're like, okay. Because chakras change every day, bitch. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. the last rehearsal, she doesn't show up. Her manager shows up and says, Lauren's not really feeling the way you guys have been learning the music. So we're going to. Because you came in with a funky ass attitude. You wouldn't audition. You wouldn't play over the phone. You had a stank attitude about rehearsing all week for a 20 minute gig. A 20 million minute, half a million dollar gig, nigga. Get your ass in there and practice. What you not getting compensated enough? Then say no. You could have said no at any point. They could have found the next jazz artist to do the damn backing. Mm-hmm. It's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Black men, you see how they do? Massage noir. Mm-hmm. Cut your pay in half. What? The last rehearsal. Yes. Wow. The day before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cut they pay in half because they giving half the motherfucking effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It don't sound right. It don't feel right. Mm-mm. Y'all gonna be on halftime? Well, y'all gonna get half pay. I don't give a damn about your chakra. Your chakra, hundred percent. I want to get paid hundred percent. They don't do it Mm-mm. before the show. We're gonna cut your pay in half. First of all, we won't get paid that much anyway. <laughs> but understand, she's getting half a million dollars. Yeah. So seriously, you're gonna take these five music. First of all, stop worrying about my pockets. Okay. Maybe when you get half a million dollar gigs. You can turn around and feel how you want to feel about the band. It sounds like you're a little jealous, brother, because black women make more money than black men. Is that the problem? How about you step your game up? Oh, meet people. Sick of this shit. Mm-mm. I know what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Cut the pay in half. Okay, do you feel like y'all were messing up, though? Not at all. It was a super band. Not at all. We weren't. I see him, Robert Glassman. No, but I, I, that's a fair question. It, it, I mean, it, 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 no, we you know. We weren't. No, but she has a thing of, she likes to fire bands. I can name you, I can rattle off 15 guys. Off what name of them then? Name them. She will go on tour with a band. And in the city that they're doing a show, she'll hold auditions for her band. Wait a minute. Who does that? Say that again now. <laughs> a person that wants the best band every time out. Why is, what's so wrong? Mm. You scared of a little competition? You supposed to be the greatest. It sounds like you scared to play. Mm-hmm. Sound like you scared to audition, and mm-hmm. it sounds like you scared to rehearse. I disagree. Uh, I don't know why. What's that to disagree about? Mm-mm. Don't waste my time. It sounds like he wasted her time. She come in, what y'all sounding funky. Y'all got an attitude. Maybe if you would have auditioned over the phone, she would have been able to tell you like, you need to change this up. Mm-mm. It's some things you can audition on the phone, but something like that you got to do in person. Mm-mm. nope uh she has a beautiful ear and uh and she can hear and she can tell the sound over the phone karen i trust miss mm-hmm. hill more than whoever the hell robert glasper thinks he is i don't know i'm not an ant hill so no she'll go on tour yeah this happened to one of my boys a few of my boys but this one particular they flew to japan to do shows in japan while she's in japan she's holding auditions in the hotel in the ballroom for her band so what japanese people not supposed to be able to play music i don't this sound kind of racist to me that don't sound racist to y'all robert glasser don't want people to compete with japanese people what kind of shit is that japanese people not supposed to be able to get jobs playing music okay rob why didn't she hire them then that's what she was trying to do she was auditioning them to see if they were better than the band she brought because if they were hey y'all well thank you for coming out take your ass back to america me and this japanese band are gonna play now i'm giving more people opportunities but a lot of times see this black man just want to be 
the white people of black people they want to monopolize this mm-hmm. black woman's time mm-hmm. if this would have been prince they would have been up here like you know what it's an iconic legendary story remember when prince came in and he saw how this band was not playing good enough and he auditioned a band right in their motherfucking face and then he went on and performed all night long with this band everybody be like oh my god i stand i stand but when this motherfucker comes in and says it's about miss hill an icon and a legend and then we supposed to just take his word for it because she ain't show up to a few concerts on time wow how quickly y'all turn on somebody on a black woman how about y'all cancel robert glasper if y'all want to help somebody i've never That's heard of his music <laughs> <at all. laughs> hmm? said i've never heard of his music but the way people sound is he's really good I oh, oh he just sounds good because he's hating on a black woman karen don't fall for that shit no and nothing's wrong like the bands are good she gets the best musicians the bands are always good she just has a thing i don't know what it is but there's a thing so anyway anyway so the last rehearsal they come they go around to everybody like y'all cool with that we're cutting pain half you cool you can basically like if you're not cool you can leave i didn't need that gig i'm making money on my own i have my own career at that time i'm like well, I was eating a beef patty. I never forget it. I was eating a beef patty. And I was like, when I finish, when I finish my beef patty, I'm going home. So y'all can do what y'all need to do. Good. Bye. Gone. It's fine. We find somebody to do twice the job I have to pay. That ain't shit to a player like Miss Hill. She can go up there and perform with a tambourine by herself if she got to. She, you lucky she was even trying to give y'all some shine. And you mad. Salty. Like that beef patty. <laughs> but look i'm the principal pian- i'm the piano i'm the piano player i'm the principal piano player i know they need me right the gigs tomorrow you know what i mean <laughs> so i'm like i'm going home i walk out the manager runs and first of all before these she even came in my the md my friend was like just so you know don't look her in the eye call her miss hill so these be rumors respect out of respect what's wrong with that is that so hard to do like I it sounds like you came into it with a funky ass attitude and you didn't respect her before you even took the gig then don't take the gig i'm sorry like i know you want me to feel bad for him but i don't feel bad for him right now say no you know that's what yes they would that's the job that's the job nigga <laughs> you knew what it was when you got the job that's the job ain't nobody else walking around complaining like this about her but your ass 15 musicians but all of them quiet hell out of here them checks cleared they was cool i know he didn't say nothing about her arriving late and not being on time either so this is just him hating don't look at the eye don't and, and you have to call her miss hill don't look in the eye so and which also j-lo same thing what was all the hate right j-lo america's sweetheart she got the same rules mariah carey same rules called being a diva but i guess it's different when you're just a black woman then it's just called being a bitch huh say what you want to say rob call her a dog like trump did on rosa that's what you want to say can't depend on black men for shit it's really sad one, one of the days in rehearsal she was like uh robert i need you to blah, blah, blah. i was like okay lauren respect i respect 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 you know what i mean you don't you can't come into a situation so here he goes okay lauren so he disrespecting her on purpose you see that did you just peep what he just did 
hey don't look in the eyes call her miss hill okay lauren well who are you even retaliating against at this point you don't like her because of some shit that didn't even happen with you my god the white people black people everything especially when you've already stolen all of my friends music miseducation was made by great musicians and producers oh, that i know oh, personally <laughs> go ahead what you talking about okay now he just gonna throw fake news up in our face he just gonna lie and say she out here stealing music he fox news in stealing music like if lauren hill wasn't singing that shit that music would have been just as lit well where the musicians at now where they why they ain't make another lauren hill it has not been another lauren hill since she made miss education why has there not been another one it's so easy right just put sierra on the track and let her sing and rap and we'll be like oh my god it's so easy to do what lauren hill does we've been begging for this woman to get back on her ground for 20 years because she gave us that crack and nobody's come close since Nick Minaj out here and people DMs. You ain't never have to worry about Lauren DMing nobody. Because uh, she don't be on the internet. No. She's not about to DM Robert Glasser. She about to just align her chakras, take all this up in, absorb her energy. She might miss a show or two because of this interview. No! Because of this man trying to affect her mental health. Gaslighting her. It's really sad is what it is. And if you let us see, you know what I mean. Oh, I want to oh, know more. Oh, oh, Lord, so you got a big hand off oh, of Lord, music Robert. that you didn't even write. Oh. You feel me though? You got a big Robert. You know she gonna hear this. One hundred percent. Okay, I can hear less. This show is known for getting people. I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't care. Oh, oh my because nothing I'm saying is a lie. Point the lie. Point to me where the lie is. Then we can have a conversation. But if she looks at it, it's very true. It's one hundred percent true. Yeesh. that's why they got their money didn't, didn't, you know what i mean didn't. so hold up she stole the music but they got their money she stole the music but they got how do you how do i steal something but pay you for it mm, ain't that some shit mm. okay because i i would call that paying for something not stealing something but you know Tell it the way you want to tell oh, it. Oh, this is going to be a controversial interview. Yo, Robert. so hey, hey. That's why she rearranges the music on the tour, right? Yes, all, all kinds of stuff. But look. Oh, that's why. Just checking. I was wondering why. I guess, the, you know, whatever. But look, what I'm saying is this. Keep in mind, he actually does not know that that's true. So he just went and said, yeah, mm, that's why. Then he realized that he was, did, he was talking about something he don't know what the fuck he talking about. It was like, oh, I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get sued. Keep fucking around see us in court i went into it knowing okay you steal music you know what i mean I, <laughs> 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 but look this is my thing oh, I met, music. look lauren hill <laughs> look holy crap i've met stevie wonder and hung out with stevie i've met quincy jones hung out with quincy jones i've met herbie hancock hung out with herbie hancock it's if great. those three people can be so it sounds to me like you came to those three people without a fucking chip on your shoulder or attitude and they just happen to all be what three black men oh my god could it be that you're a little bit of a misogynist robert glasper could that be it that you hate laura hill because she's a black woman i noticed you ain't named not one black woman this whole time you've been talking about hmm coincidence I'll never listen to a Robert Glasper album ever, never. This is—he just lost a fan right now. It's over. Nah, I won't. Who? 
Lauren Hill should be able to be cool. <laughs> you haven't done enough to be the way you are. You just have not. Mm. The one thing you did that was great, you didn't do. Who else did it, boo? What them, why them musicians didn't gang up together and go on tour by themselves? The miseducation of a bunch of niggas I never heard of in my life. Why didn't they do it? God damn, I was trying to take the credit from a black woman. 100%. Wow. All right, Robert. <laughs> now, we want to know, Hannah. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Well, y'all, 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 come on, Cooper. You usually do it. Like, no, no, no. We're like, this is that how we all is. I'm out here. Look, I'm out here. So you trying to say she didn't make the Wait, classic album. No, we're not. Look, what I'm saying is she, she took the credit for making the classic album. Those songs were written by other people, and they did not get their credit. She likes to take credit so she could become the super person. If you're a super person, you're that, and you're that talented. Do it again. Do it. You feel me? She. But why they not doing it again? That's what I don't understand. Where are these people's miseducation classics at? Like, are we just skipping over this big asshole in his argument? Oh, we'll just do it again. Why they not doing it again? Like, it's that thing that people do with Drake, where they like he don't write his own songs. Okay, cool. But there's not 17 Drakes, because all the niggas that do write that shit can't be Drake. They need each other. That's what it is. A, a album is a collaboration. Nobody does it by themselves. They all need somebody. You know, it's, it's only one. You got two sets of hands, and you you got one set of hands, and you go on stage. You play one instrument at a time. That's it. Other people got to take up the slack. It's not like Prince just went on stage by himself every time and said, "Let me play all seventeen instruments at once." Yeah, okay. I need Sheila E to get these drums real quick. It is what it is. Jesus, what this is disgusting. Couldn't tune her guitar in rehearsal. We were in rehearsal. She had my boy Benji Lordy, tune her guitar. <laughs> Benji, she would come in the rehearsal like this. I and thought go, we were gonna have a nice conversation look, about look, the look at us. Who cares about the guitar and who tuning what? So what do you suggest? I suggest you just just keep playing, man, and don't worry about what goes on at the top of things. Exactly. Don't worry about what goes on at the top of things, Rob. Worry about you and your little homeboys, okay? And a little bit of change that Lauren is giving y'all for her half a meal for 20 minutes gig, okay? Just practice for the week like she told your ass to or lose half the money. Maybe you wouldn't be eating so many beef patties. You would have been done rehearsing. You would sound good. She would have to show up and cut your pay. Did you think about that? Mm-mm. I ain't grateful. Look, look, she would come into rehearsal and say, she would come into rehearsal and say, Benji, guitar. And just hold it out like this. He would run. What what about why she gotta know how to tune the guitar when she got Benji? Is this not making sense to nobody else? That might I gotta Benji's do it myself. Job. Benji well Benji now you tune guitars, bitch. That's what you do for a living. Okay? You're welcome. Okay? Don't make me cut your pay in half. Good grief. Rehearsal, I'm like, I'm eating my beef patty, I'm leaving. I leave rehearsal, they run after me, they run after me to the middle of the street, like, what What can we do? I say, well, before 4 o'clock, you can wire all my money into my account, because now I don't trust y'all. So if you want me to do this gig, you need to wire my money into my account within 30 minutes. That's what you can do. So I waited, they wired the money to my account, and then I went home. I didn't I didn't do the, the rehearsal, because they already suspected me. I went home, and then I came back and did the show. So, one, you skip rehearsal, which you promised to do, which she paid you for, and you got your full money. Two, you got your money, nigga. What else do you want? 
like i gotta give your money and talk to you softly fuck out of my face oh my god you was probably looking her you was probably looking her in the eyes and calling her lauren i could tell how'd the show go it was great 20 minutes (laughs) of course it went great and you know why it went great because it's lauren fucking hill and when she coming in she tell you change the song or you're getting half of the money she knows what she was doing and you showed up and you did exactly what she told your ass to do you tuned her guitar like she said to her specifications and then she fucking rocked that shit and made half a million dollars and y'all mad what the fuck hmm <laughs> but i do i will say that's why i don't help nobody just because of shit like this that's why you can't help people you help somebody the next thing you know they putting your business on the street Mm-mm-mm. this there was one joyous moment in that that week there's a song called doo-wop right starts mm-hmm. off with the piano so one day she was just being a real you know and i'm like okay <laughs> say what you want to say Say it with your chest. A real what, bro? Hmm? What you think he was gonna say? A real nice person, Karen? No. Right. Massage noir. He know what he implied there. Same thing Trump implied. Uh oh. Jeez. <laughs> so instead of she was like doo wop, instead of doing doo wop, I went bloom, 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 bloom. That's the intro to Joyful Joyful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she looked at me and sang a a verse and a chorus. We did a verse and a chorus of Joyful Joy. <laughs> and then she looked at me and was like, okay, back to this. You know, so for a minute, like a minute and a half, she, we got she Lauren. normalized. Yeah, she normalized and became. So it, it's in there. I really feel like she's in, in her. Um, something happened. Yeah. People can change. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not shitting on her forever or nothing like, you know, coming up. But it sounds like you are because it's been a while, Rob, and you still mad. So when is it over? Because it sounds like you shitting on her and it's been over. This ain't been a nice interview, nigga. What about your music? You spent fucking 10 minutes talking about Lauryn Hill. What you up to? What are you doing with your life? Why you ain't made a miseducation of Robert Glasper so that I know your name and your music? Hmm? That's the stuff that really happened. And you're going to have to take accountability for it at some point. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you're good. Like Maxwell. I used to play Maxwell. You know, I was playing Maxwell's The Whole Pretty Wings 2009 to mm-hmm. 2014. Mm-hmm the nicest guy one of the nicest artists i've ever played with another black man and you just didn't come in with a chip on your shoulder and y'all got along just fine interesting just interesting you know good guy whenever he came to houston i was on piano you know like good, great guy but he'll tell you he's like man my early years you couldn't have been in my band in my early years because he said i was a whole different person really? you know yeah he was a whole different kind of dude like, and he can be honest and say that i was tripping he was tripping and he said it and he wasn't like that with us at all you know what hmm. I mean? At all. So people can change. You know what I mean? So I hope she does change. You know, but it's it that those were real things. She disrespected a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of musicians with families just cutting you off. We just did something together, but it was remotely. You know what I mean? We did a tribute to Nina Simone album. Mm-hmm. It was called uh, Nina's, Nina Simone Revisited. She produced the first half, and I produced the second half of it. So I produced the first half. She sung all the songs, and she used her band. Mm-hmm. The second half, I used other art. I used Jasmine Sullivan. I used. He probably was mad she didn't want to use him for the first half of her band, but at the same time, been shitting on her behind the scenes for fifteen years. This nigga, oh my god. Um, Andre Day. Mm-hmm. I used uh, Gregory Porter. Nice. I used Usher. Wow. I used Mary J. Blige, and I used somebody else. 
So that's like half and half. But it's, it's on. You know, you can get it anywhere on any platform. But but you know, we we we're, we're in the same room. But RCA was like, Robert, we want you to produce this album. And then they came to me a few days later, like, Lauren wants to do it too. Will y'all do it together? Shoot the first half, do the second half. You know. So she don't even have a problem with this nigga. He been harboring this grudge all this time, and I guarantee a million dollars he's never brought this up to her ever i don't think he has i've guaranteed a million fucking dollars he telling the fucking world about it before he would pick up the phone and say lauren can we talk this nigga took money a second time to do a nina simone collaboration with her and still ain't say i had a problem with you you remember that gig i didn't appreciate that shit still oh my god this boy niggas i tell you mm-mm-mm. can't work with him can't leave me home. Well, you've uh, <laughs> this morning. Uh, let's talk about that August Green concert. When yes, is that going yes. to happen? <laughs> uh, what? Ten years from now, you been shitting on the August Green concert too? <sighs> My God! Anything else spicy on this bird? Uh, yeah, some more spiciness out there. But I'm just, I'm just thoroughly disappointed. Thoroughly disappointed, Robert Glasper. I, I don't know what his excuse gonna be when I thought the bitch was white. God damn it! I thought the bitch was white. <laughs> Fuck. It's probably what he's gonna say when, when everybody call him out for how he talked about our queen because he don't need to talk about the queen of the ant hill, dog. Just keep her name out of your face, okay? Talk about your music. Sad, really just because she and you know what she just had to cancel a whole bunch of other dates and it's probably because of this interview oh i don't know it probably got back to her fuck with her cheese she like man i can't do no show with this man calling me a, a fraud because i'm a perfectionist and i want the music to be good and i want my bands to be up to snuff now if 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 i was a a black man i'd just be a badass i'd be a boss i'd be a perfectionist but i'm a black woman i'm a bitch Oh yeah, he definitely tried to imply she was being a bitch. I, I agree. Yes, he did. Fuck him. Fuck him and his music. How about that? D.L. Hewley talked about how his wife financially supported his mistress. His wife financially supported his mistress? That's what he said. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hughley recently opened up about his cheating past and how his wife was financially supporting his mistress. During an interview with Vlad, the comedian discussed the unfortunate details of how his cheating resulted in a child being born who was only nine months old and was killed by the side chick's dead boyfriend. Jesus. Now Hughley has added more to the story, noting that his wife stepped in to help financially support his mistress. Hughley said he eventually told his wife that he'd been cheating on her, and after not speaking to her for some time, the woman was now returning to his life in need of money i do not understand this shit i mean look you cheated that's fucked up a baby is born you think you're gonna just ignore the problem like the woman just gonna oh well i guess my child would just go unfinancially supported and not know his father because it's inconvenient like what kind of kirk from love and hip-hop shit was that i mean i've never been in that situation so i guess i can't say but god I just, it just seems like you're compounding on top of the fuck up that does not seem like a solution years later the girl it jammed her up to like it did me he said she started asking for money she needed some money i told her my wife would have to take care of it because i couldn't what does that mean 
who went on to say that after speaking with one another the two women came to agreement so she and my wife started talking about talking and my wife started giving her money the condition was that she could never ask me and my wife to take care of her so my wife took it from my allowance that i've never gotten back he isn't sure if his wife is still helping her out but noted that he no longer gets an quote-unquote allowance i have no idea what is going on in his household with his money that sounds like a whole bunch of other stuff like i guess his wife manages the money and must do and he must get like a certain percent of money because you know how a lot of uh rich people run through their money really 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 quickly so you know some of them actually do set allowances for themselves oh you don't you know i'm not spending x amount of money a week or a day or whatever he added that after telling the woman his wife that the woman was the mother of his late child his wife told him sorry for your loss wow that's that's a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's some parts of this story you ain't telling yeah i, I mean obviously some of it's his business and shit I sh- i'm sure you of know, course but it, like but it you didn't even add have, up right you didn't even have to tell us this yeah the thing that's interesting to me is um i have felt for a long time and maybe he's improved over the years or maybe he just learned to stop talking about certain shit but i always felt like dl Hewley, as pro-black as he was he always had severe issues around women you know like he would like as much as i'll be rooting for that dude especially when he's talking about racial shit on mm-hmm. like he gets on tv and stuff and i'm always like yeah man go off you know like talk about this racist president this administration and some of these other pundits and shit because he can be so sharp and on point he really made a like when i first was introduced to him comedically he was just like that dude on comic view and def jam that mm-hmm. made fun of the audience correct and it was like what a sharp wit this dude must have but to see him transition to like political pundit and radio personality yeah tv show one period of time the tv show like it's really been like wow look i like dl Hewley. like it's what a dope dude and then um he would just occasionally say certain shit and i think all men black men specifically especially kind of go through that like maturation process especially when you're a public person you like all your shortcomings on certain shit start to come out so if you're homophobic it starts to come out because we don't have the coaching we haven't been uh in that culture and part of that world long enough to really truly know those third rails that a lot of uh white people already know not that i think white men are better they just know those rails right like they just know like oh if i say it's okay to punch a woman in the face i'm gonna get like i will get canceled like i'm gonna have problems so let me not say that and a lot of times black men whether it's because we're the anti-blackness of looking at us as less than or the fact that they hire a lot of black men to be the wacky third week like oh he's gonna say something crazy (laughs) um or that's just his culture you know whatever um we end up being the ones to say wild shit but he's been on his own platform before and i remember he talked about hitting like i think it was columbus short is that his name the dude that used to be on um on uh on uh scandal and i remember him talking about like that thing where he choked his wife and was accused of physical abuse and he was excusing that shit and it's like come on dl you're so sharp everywhere else how can you be this insensitive and whatever and then it got taken off the internet and he got it basically erased everywhere but it was just kind of like damn man yeah, because it's about women like you know and everybody everybody has those quote-unquote blind spots but for 
uh, a lot of men when it comes to women it's just, just so glaring to everybody but them right and so to a certain extent not that this excuses it but this kind of is my moment of like well of course like if you have these spots where you publicly just don't get how you're being disrespectful to women then in your personal life i'm sure you're doing the same thing to your wife i'm sure the same thing to your mistress even to be honest i mean like you know as much as this is like a tragic sad tale that if you center it around him and whatnot it's also just kind of sad for everybody the women involved the wife the mistress you know whatever like the child that that was lost you know the fact that you were negligent you know in that child's life any you were planning on being negligent to that negligent to that woman and that child right you know and and, and a, like she was just supposed to disappear that's another big example of a lot of times women have to be the one to step up to make sure that men are in their child's life even when you with that man how many men do we know that don't become good fathers to the child that they already had until they get with another woman who's like you need to step your fucking game up I've, I've heard that i cannot tell you how many times i fucking heard that story about niggas saying they not shit and then some woman come in their life and was like nigga if you're gonna marry me if you're gonna stay here you know if you want this relationship to work you got to repair those other relationships you have to and my thing is that it's sad but it shouldn't take another woman to tell you to step up to the plate and be a fucking daddy to be a good man you know and shit like that you know a lot of niggas get irritated when it comes to child support and all this other bullshit well people better realize that that child is living a bubble and it's one of those things where i feel like once you bust that nut you as a man everything beyond that point is out of your control and men don't want to hear that like mm-hmm. literally everything beyond that point if she decides to have the child or not that's not your say so that's her decision you know if you know because the thing is if you don't want to put everything in her hand you know what you do pulling the fucking condom that's what you do mm-hmm. to prevent these things from happening you know um and then there's one thing where it uh it it, it kills me when uh you you know you get into these dynamics and then you get into that that um war the sexes with a lot of shit and you know a lot of men you know we talked about that feel like they have the right to women's bodies like you're a woman and i want your body to have the right to your body once i do what i got to do i don't give a damn about what happens to you or that child after that and then get mad when the woman be like this child needs clothes this child needs food you know it's is is very hard to raise a child by themselves and then the woman ends up getting blamed for the man walking away yeah it's like i said it's it's amazing how often that story of responsibility coming from the next woman right because his wife would have been just right to be like fuck you and fuck her i'm out you know too bad about your baby bye and here she is being like okay we're gonna figure something out because the right thing to do emotionally and like because at that point we're talking about emotional logic because legally after especially after the baby's dead you probably have no obligation to that woman Mm-mm. um in a lot of people's eyes in the court of the law financially Correct. and stuff but to then for for to, it to take a woman your wife to come in and be like no 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 you're gonna take care of what the mess you made the people you hurt 
and that's just a thing that needs to happen and if for it to be a woman i have to see that you know it's not that men are incapable of that kind of logic but you see how men talk about child support like a punishment like they talk about that we're not even gonna get that shit fucking kills me when it comes to that black men basically become republicans when you talk about child support um black men turn into republicans it's 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 the only time they agree with republicans yeah because kids should have the least possible and pull themselves up with their bootstraps the way i did yeah and the thing is particularly when it comes to child support you act like men act like they didn't have nothing fucking to do with the child you fucked her yes you yes pay child support if you are not going to be there pay child support pay child support they don't even be mad about they child support they be mad about some other nigga they don't know right who absolutely can afford the child support child support like they be mad about like blake griffin or future or something like some ridiculous shit it just and the truth don't even come it doesn't even matter the truth doesn't even come into play it's just how i feel and as a man i feel like i should not have to be responsible for for any to any child period right it's irrational and it's illogical and it does not it it just doesn't make any sense ain't nobody trying to take your fucking half of your twenty thousand dollars a year nigga nobody gives a fuck about that even if it's just like um the other thing is is essentially if i'm not fucking the mom then if like if our relationship hasn't worked out i should not have to support the child that was created the logic makes no sense Mm-mm. you know and it also the other part of it that's crazy to me too is the the dudes who are like well i don't want the woman that is taking care of my child um none of this money better go to anything that could possibly help her a lot of them do that bullshit as if what helps your child isn't helping the woman as if what helps the woman isn't helping your child you know what i mean like as if a place to stay or um getting your kid to a better school or her having a more dependable car wouldn't be something that actually would help your fucking kid like it's like it's like in men's minds and and i think a lot of times because men don't truly love their children and that that's the only way i can put it and if that's offensive to people then i, I don't know raise your children be in their kids life a lot of motherfuckers i know to this day they grown-ass men they got stories of the the lack of love from their fathers that they've experienced so um and that's in and out of the house so it ain't just some shit i'm pulling out of the sky but a lot of men don't truly love their children they feel obligated to provide to their children to the to the if they're in the child's life they feel obligated but it's more obligation than love for a lot of men um because we aren't really taught how to love we're not really taught the language of love we're not really taught how to be emotionally supportive and all this shit so you turn around you want to do the bare fucking minimum for your kid right and then you want to do the bare you want to do nothing for the woman that you had this kid with but you're dooming your kid to an existence where they i mean i look at these how many adults do we know you like that person has severe father issues not that they're undeserved because some nigga made them have those issues they didn't get those issues out of nowhere someone either wasn't around they were neglectful they were abusive or they just acted like the kid was a fucking burden like that energy exists it's gonna come off of you you know when you're just doing what's ordered by the court what's mandated what's obligated and that's you're fighting every day to do less and less and less for this kid 
you know like there's a stereotype of like all these wonderful men that you know they don't have the money but they just can't wait to be in the kid's life and take care of them and do all this shit it's like no you're not giving money and a lot of y'all talk that good lip service but you're not even fucking taking care of your kid either you're doing nothing and then getting mad that someone will have to take your ass to court where a lot of people don't want to go you know because that's the other thing this court the court system still has a job to do they do look at these things people act like they don't look at shit like they just like you walk in a courtroom with a high-powered lawyer like fucking blake griffin walks into a courtroom with the best money he can afford for a lawyer and the, and the court just goes we don't care shut the fuck up uh 10 percent of your income get the fuck out of my courtroom bitch and you better hope you better not come back because if you do i'm gonna raise it like that's not even how the fuck it works now you might feel like it's unfair it should be less but y'all motherfuckers really they can never tell you what is enough they can only tell you what's too much right 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 which is a huge telltale sign it's a huge giveaway about what the real purpose is they never say you know what that kid should be getting more i've never seen a man ever say this like lamar odom just got a hundred million dollar contract before that he had a smaller contract he they need to raise his child support his kid should be getting better now he should go to a better school better clothes better everything just like if he was living with his daddy i've never heard a man make that argument ever right and and, and the thing that kills me because i you know i've had friends niggas act like women won't like they want to go to court i have i've known i got friends who literally but like i'm not i'm not fucking with the court he won't do it fuck it and that's what they hope you do so that there's no obligation on their fucking part and then a lot of people would turn around and even some people would try to talk women out of getting child support. Child support is your goddamn legal right. It's your right. The law says it's your right. This is your child. You are obligated to take care of your child financially. And you knew it going in. Right. Like you're not, like you're never blindsided like child support. What's this? I didn't know this could be a possibility of not wearing a condom and impregnating somebody right it's like a lot of men won't know consequences to sex and it does not work like that a lot of literally a lot of men just won't know consequences for the record it doesn't have to be consequences they don't want to take care of any responsibilities from it a child doesn't have to be a consequence unless you view it as something negative correct you know like it's a consequence to you like the only quote-unquote consequence we want to have is women paying consequences by forcing them to have children and shit not like like wanting abortion to be illegal and blaming women if they get an abortion and calling it birth the using for birth control and shit we want to control their bodies but then let let a woman say okay well i'm gonna bring this baby to term and raise it the way that you claim you want women to do then all of a sudden the, the fucking shit switches to like why you trying to trap me bitch what you doing uh all right let me go to the next session no problem but uh i don't know how we got on that tangent Oh, because D.L. Hughley's uh, wife had to make him pay for his mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, and and women and women and I, that that goes back to the traditional thing where quote unquote women make better men, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And what does that say about men when another woman has to make you be a better man? Yeah, because men get to say like I wasn't emotionally mature. You know, I didn't become. Yeah, women don't ever get to say that, even if yeah. that's true. Like, I wasn't emotionally mature until, you know, my wife made me be emotionally secure, uh, mature. And now I recognize that I should probably take care of my fucking kid and the the the, the problems I caused for this woman. 
Yeah, and even if she is uh, emotionally uh, not emotionally mature when it comes to women, uh, women as a whole get criticized a lot more. You let a woman walk away from her child. You let a woman not be a good mother. You women be a- having custody of their kid, but if they live a public life, I will watch men who claim to not be on that bullshit be like, Amber Rose always doing blankety blank why sierra gotta do such and such we don't never say that about future it's a double standard it's definitely and motherfuckers are happy to feed into that double standard because they benefit from it correct you know but they sound like fools to me uh madison shockley the third accused insecure star Issa ray of assault on a monday facebook post the actor took the social media to say ray who arguably has one of the most popular comedies on hbo dug a chair into his foot and smiled during a dinner event in 2012 shockley played ray's love interest fred on the web series the misadventures of awkward black girl shockley apparently tried to confront ray for years and she never responded i'm no longer afraid to address it publicly for numerous reasons but among them is the fact that my private attempts to reach out to her over the past five or six years i failed to result in even a return phone call he wrote Corden Shockley asked to meet Ray at the screening of the ABG in that, in the New York. She told him to meet at a restaurant with Pharrell Williams, who apparently sponsored season two of the show. When he showed up with his friends, he was invited to sit down and have some drinks. There was calamari going around too. It was great, he remembered. That's when Ray, 33, showed up with two of her friends. There wasn't room for her or her guests at the table. I look up for my drink and play the calamari to see her walking in, staring at, at me, dagger eyes. I rose up out my seat to say hello to her. She walked over. Then I realized there were no more seats at the table for her and her guests to sit down at. The actor 31 said the good, said his goodbyes and got ready to leave, but not before Ray allegedly made her displeasure clear. As Issa approached, I offered her my seat. She took the chair, placed the foot of it on the top of my foot, then used her hands to put pressure from the top of the chair down onto my foot. Shockley alleged. While she smiled at my face, she was driving the foot of the chair into my foot. I got the message she was very upset that I was there. He continued, I held a well under my breath out of not wanting to be embarrassed in front of everyone. And it happened so fast I was shocked that he had, that he, I guess she had just done that. I limped out the restaurant into a cab with my two friends. We got in the cab. I immediately started cursing, taking my shoe and sock off. I had a bruise and a scratch that broke the screen of my foot, top of my foot. Uh, aside from Alcoa Black Girl, Shockley is best known for the neighbors, almost 30 true friendships aside in Next Day Air. Shockley did not immediately respond to Newsweek's request for comment. Ray's rep said she had no comment. Alright. I have no idea if that's true or how you proved that. Me either. Uh, we'll see. We, we will. Only the future will tell. Yeah, that's with everything. We'll see. Um, and then he said something about having evidence on uh on twitter and he's gonna come like you got until x time and i think it was seven o'clock tonight so maybe he already did it i don't know uh but he said something like you got until tonight to apologize or i'm gonna put out more evidence or something like that like i don't know and some people was saying he had a facebook video and he sounded weird in it and shit i didn't look at the video so i don't know same about that um and i don't want to assume to be honest um but yeah he does appear to be um kind of upset man and his twitter is the underscore bay underscore expert um there are many more stories i'll get around to once i land in paris tomorrow morning but in the interest of time considering i'm boarding a flight that leave in a few minutes i'll skip forward to detailing the time she physically assaulted me so i don't know maybe he's about to try to put her on blast 
and we'll see i mean coinciding with the you know season three premiere of uh insecure mm-hmm. all right let's see uh what, what time looking like all right we got some time we got some time uh let's do some uh uh fucking with black people all right um uh, bring up my music and boom. We just fuck it with those black people. We just fuck it with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different points. That, we find different articles that make us feel fucked with. The we side points from zero to a hundred in intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. All right. See who's fucking with us. A uh, store manager told a cop a woman hid items in her shirt. She's pregnant, and he's fired. A Charlotte area store has apologized for suggesting. Oh, Charlotte, that's us. Oh, I didn't know that was here. For suggesting a woman was stuffing items under her shirt. She's actually 34 weeks pregnant with twins, according to Fox WJZY. Cheryl Bates says she was at the register, nearly finished shopping for school supplies, and Friday. At Friday at the staples in palmville oh we know what that is mm-hmm. when a police officer asked her what's under her blouse initially i thought he was joking so my response twins to avoid him asking again I actually lifted my shirt just a little bit just exposed my belly so he could see that i'm not a regular pregnant person yeah that's interesting that i mean one she was being disarming and whatnot but a fucking police officer asking you what's under your shirt is some already some kind of wild shit Stable sent the Charlotte Observer statements that to, to say the manager involved in the incident has been fired. The customer was also given a full refund and an apology. Uh, Friday at our Pineville location at Stables, the manager mistakenly assumed the customer was shoplifting and reported his assumption to a police officer visiting the store. Ain't no mistakenly. You got fucking cameras all over those places. The police, uh, not to mention, uh, not saying it's okay to shoplift, but there's literally, it's built into the overhead that motherfuckers they don't take insurance. some shit. Like, you, you don't have to it ain't your money take this risk the police officer questioned the customer and quickly confirmed that there was no theft staples has been since conducted a full investigation to the matter determined that the manager in question did not follow correct protocol also failed to adhere to our existing policy on how to interact with our customers yeah the fact that you even sent a police officer over first is the motherfucking problem if you're gonna accuse somebody you would hey ma'am we saw you take some but you didn't see her so you just decided also why the fuck am i paying for anything at a register if i stole something anyway whatever um the idea that base had to prove that she was pregnant has sparked anger on social media with many noting pregnant women have faced that challenge for years similar cases have been documented across the country and they go on to name a couple employees suspected another woman to shoplifting a basketball when she was in fact nine months pregnant uh how humiliating to this mother posted jill turner on facebook she shouldn't have lifted her shirt to prove anything they would have just they would have just had to arrest me said hey cool watch right so what happened if you'd be like i didn't steal shit and fuck no i'm not turning up my shirt then i'm confrontational right Mm-hmm. yeah so and, and i wonder how many of these people were white women y'all y'all tell white women y'all accuse them of stealing shit she was a black woman that's the right i mean zero to a hundred oh a hundred yeah that's a hundred for me I know I still those fucking pencils and papers. The singer Sam Smith says he doesn't like Michael Jackson. 
and you might know sam smith as a white man mm-hmm. i don't know how many of y'all knew that but he is a white man um sam smith said he doesn't like michael jackson king of pop doesn't do much for the english star uh sound and spend enough time drinking with me and you'll likely hear my spiel about how michael jackson aka the king of pop is greatest of all time but you don't hear me wax nostalgic about thriller okay there's a lot of editorializing Da-da-da, skip 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 well sales smith nearly negates that entire argument uh a complex as complex points out the english pop star is recently uh was recently living the life abroad a giant yacht where his pal adam lambert um snapped him listening to human nature smith's response i don't like michael jackson but this is a good song so that obviously got him uh some ire because he is a white artist who makes you know what people would consider to be kind of a living in black music come on because he sings kind of soul ish mm-hmm. soul adjacent maybe mm-hmm. so uh the legendary stephanie mills figured that she had the time uh to respond you know you know stephanie mills the army singer mm-hmm. okay. um so she had this to say at sam smith world don't come for michael jackson when you wish you have sold as many records as you wish you were the king and you wish you were the king of pop like he was i'm so tired of you people studying our music and studying our artists and claiming that you don't like our music go sit your one hit wonder ass down and learn how to finish a tour when you can sell as many records as the king of pop michael jackson then maybe you can say something so i say to you mr smith have several seats and come for me if you want to mm-hmm. he did not in fact come for her mm-hmm. as he did not want to or want any smoke Mm-mm. he checked into a hotel and said no smoking room please <laughs> smoke free he went to a restaurant and said is this smoke free section i would like to sit here um so yeah it got a little too spicy for the pepper yeah it did uh but yeah he did call the song good um but he did say he didn't like michael jackson um here, here's the thing okay zero to 100 karen mm, i get this one at 75 Mm-hmm. You get a seventy-five. Okay. Mm. I hate to be controversial, guys. I really do, but I've thought about this one long and hard. Zero. I can see that. I do not feel fuck with it all about this. Now, that being said, I recognize the rule. Is the rule fair? No, the rule is not fair. But the rule is the motherfucking rule, which is if you are a white person make a money in a lane that is art that black people dominate you have to like everybody is that fair it is not really fair because it makes sense that you would not like some people because i don't like some people we all have our unpopular opinions or the popular just wave of you can't i don't 
everybody can say azalea banks is problematic except white people that make money in black music they can't say that shit they gotta take it i don't care what she says about you it's for us to be like azalea crazy right because we had to deal with so much shit the other way around we like nope you come over here fuck you right (laughs) i suggested sam smith just beat it okay come on let's get the hell out of here and move on um now the other problem is um that the reason i don't feel fucked with man i don't give a fuck about sam smith opinion on shit you know it's like the it's like the black people who waited to the end of black Klansmen and then looked around at the white people in the audience and then was like checking to see how they responded like i saw white people crying and i got mad i saw a white woman crying and a black man sleeping and i you know man i don't care we got the movie for left. me i paid a certain amount of money for what i care and what i think about the movie i didn't pay to see what none of these other motherfuckers in this theater think good luck peace this is my experience 16 dollars i paid for myself and none of the white people right so sometimes like we get caught up on white people's like validation or opinion or something but mm-hmm. i don't care Sam Jackson, Sam, Sam Smith, Sam Smith could also say he's the greatest artist of all time and it will have no bearing on anything. Now, if Sam was spicy, which I do not think he is, but if he was spicy, he might could say, why y'all cancel R. Kelly, but you let Michael Jackson live. Now, I'm not saying he should, okay? Cause I know a lot of people are in denial about what's up with mike like it's just different for him somehow somehow he the only one has been accused by multiple people that it's not a me too movement nobody believes it it's all fake news um because you know most people morality only extends to how much they like a person correct they like somebody a lot they can't do no wrong it's not even weird you sleep in the bed with fucking kids it's not even weird they found like pornography that had children in your house when they move shit out that none of that's weird it's all just it's not weird you may have been giving kids jesus juice aka wine and they children it is not he he didn't have a childhood so you know it's cool you know uh it's different for him um i'm just saying if he wanted to say something back he could say that i don't suggest he say it because i don't suggest that sam smith even say he don't like chingy i don't suggest sam smith say he don't like fucking uh ice jj fish y'all remember him Mm-hmm. i suggest he don't say nothing about nobody if they black and you don't like them keep that shit to yourself if you white because it's only gonna be bad things everybody is gonna be like who the fuck you think you are you have not been black for a second in your life how fucking dare you yep yeah and then people gonna be like you came over here you're topping the charts and if you was a nigga a lot of the praise you get you might not receive it i know you didn't just come for lil b like that's what black people come do on. it's not fair it's the rules right that's the reason bruno mars gets come for every year once a year and that motherfucker has handled it with grace and aplomb that motherfucker is like nope you're not getting me i love everybody bruno like i know i ain't black and i don't want no problems Mm-mm. i give i i tell people i got it from a culture and it would mine don't matter what you say i see people taking shots at adele adele ain't never did nothing to nobody right and continues to be non-problematic and beyonce's number one fan 
and motherfuckers still come for her to the, every day is somebody being like and i don't like this about her and what she said this live and she sang like she stays the fuck out she be like nope mm-mm, nope call david adele you can't really sing live you sound terrible at that performance every time you go live you sound like trash you know what Adele say? I do. Beyonce is the best, and she should win all the fucking awards. I shouldn't win shit. I ain't shit, y'all. Y'all right. I'm just a white woman, and that mean I ain't shit. And everybody goes, I guess. I, I was really hoping you would be mad. Mm-mm. Adele like, nope. nope I'm about not to sit here. I'm about to take me and my baby over here in England somewhere, mm-hmm. chilling until we until I get ready to come out with my next album in five years. I'm about to Snapchat me at this Beyonce on the run two tour. Come on, in the front in the front row, knowing all the words. That's what I'm gonna be doing with a big ass B Legion shirt on, talking about she the greatest ever, and and standing the fuck out whenever she even acknowledged my existence looking like i'm looking in the face of a fucking goddess because i don't want no problems and sam need to learn that's the rules now did he he shot way too high to the fucking sun with the michael jackson one i mean come on nigga no niggas gonna let that slide that's hey, motherfuckers can think he's a pedophile they won't let that slide that's that's ridiculous he like if he would that was that's too no white person can get away with that i, I don't even think there's a white person on the earth that makes a living in anything black they can say they don't like michael jackson you know what i mean uh i i don't even know who you can come at before michael yeah you just can't that's is that was impossible that like the degree of difficulty on that is like some olympic figure skating triple axle shit like what and i and the other part of this that i have to mention this might be number four at this point did he know he was being filmed and recorded he might not have because they snapped it but it seemed like he snapped it without really letting him know that i'm about to put this in the internet because sam smith might probably not fuck with michael jackson and that's okay it is if he privately in the in his own house be like i'm not fucking with this shit like i don't like this dude whatever it ain't my style of music i we all have shit i don't like the lego movie surprise i'm out the lego closet now y'all know but i also don't really run around talking about it too much right you know like i, know, if I, I was it. well everybody loved it but me everybody it's it's me i'm not even mad yeah i got excited when i seen the preview for the second one everybody loves it except me but if i get you know snapchatted saying some well i wasn't even feeling this and then people get mad at me i'm mad at you now why you put that out that was for me to tell not you so anyway zero for me i don't feel fuck with it all but i do understand the rules i don't i don't want anybody to talk about rod you don't understand you can't say that as a white person i know so for the first time ever i'm rescinding my cookout invitation from sam smith what he cannot come to the cookout okay y'all happy yes he the one person so far him amarosa jason whitlock trump anyway uh bozomas st john is helping papa john's rebrand and who is this she is a black woman okay marketing diva bozama i hope that i'm saying this right bozama uh st john had a daunting task in her new role as chief marketing officer for endeavor global marketing helping papa john navigate its current public relations nightmare according to cnn the beleaguered pizza chain hired the marketing agency after the board pressured founder Trevin and former ceo john snatter to step down snatter who appeared in just about every papa john's tv commercial was the face of the brand yet he's been a controversial figure 
during an earnings call the conservative conservative leaning businessman and trump voter criticized nfl players kneeling in protest against injustice during the national anthem this should have been nipped in the bud a year and a half ago like many sponsors we're in touch with the nfl once the issue is resolved we're optimistic the nfl's best years are ahead uh anyway that we all know the decline but um she's also known because she helped uh she was rose through the marketing corporate ranks at pepsi and apple began working at uber's chief brand officer june 12 2017 she was hired by ousted uber ceo travis kalanick at the time she told black enterprise she was anxious to help rebrand the company's image because remember they had a bunch of stuff with rape and mm-hmm. racism people like me jump right into the deep end ahead first i'm already going the practical and logistical thing will things will catch up yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she had anything to do with this, but uh, now with Uber, they have a thing where uh, you can actually uh, send a family and a friend, and they can actually uh, follow your ride to make sure you got to your destination. I don't know, but Uber was riddled with scandals and controversy in 2017, even after she got the job, and they made little progress in diversifying their workforce, and then she left after a year. So, I don't know. I mean, typical hire a black person to try to fix a unfixable problem. Right um and once again i i reiterate because i've said it a few times on the show and i think it, it bear it's always relevant niggas have there's no compromise they're willing to make where they would start patronizing papa john's again so even hiring this black woman um i mean i don't think this will do anything for the black people who have written them off because of john snatter they fired john snatter and people still like fuck them they're hiring this black woman to clean up their image i still have a feeling niggas are gonna be like fuck them anyway Mm-mm. I mean, i'm glad she's making some money off of it but i hope this doesn't become the bozomo st john always be failing at these jobs because she don't know how to rebrand anybody and they hire her but she can't do shit i hope it doesn't become that right and who knows what ideas that she's shooting that they fucking are turning down and like we're not doing that shit nobody knows right you know, you want do you want to blame them when shit don't change, but shit don't change a lot of times because of a lot of ideas that she have, they don't be wanting to do. Right. She had to release some of the uh some of the tapes of John Schnatter, other stuff, you know, stuff he said, I don't know. I wonder how she infiltrated to get the job. She probably had trick him in thinking she was white. <laughs> I think I got it. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those nigger rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. That's probably what she had to do to get the job. <laughs> and she showed up, just like, oh, God, who are you? Like, I entered, I, black pizza man. I just, in, just infiltrated the whole operation. The whole thing. Um, anyway, zero to 100, Karen? Mm, i'm not that fuck with actually uh act truth be told i don't care zero yeah i give it zero i mean i felt how i felt nothing's changed Mm-mm, just still not getting my dollar bills oh i'm gonna order some papa john's tonight but you can't have none because you boycott <laughs> but i'm i'm off of that bandwagon okay? you go right yeah them i support them now that they got a black woman Mm-mm. Mm-mm. okay i mean you cook something here you can eat whatever you want to eat Mm-hmm. I'ma just enjoy my Papa John's. You go right on ahead. That garlic sauce that you love. Mm. I might get some extra garlic sauce <laughs> tonight. We was driving out of here the other day and somebody was getting Papa John's delivered. I was like, a goddamn coon. You can't be black and get no Papa John's delivery, boy. Woo. <laughs> oh, 
what you order with an exercise of racism right like i don't know well it's like you might as well just admit you in the clan <laughs> i don't care you sure it's a papa john's boy what if you're a black papa john's driver it's like that's like black clansmen all right last one record show road rage gun threats and stand your ground shooters passed the clearwater man who shot and killed a father of three outside a convenience store in parkins view last month setting off a stand your ground debate that swept florida and the nation has a history of road rage now this is one of those things i didn't cover it when it first happened because uh one didn't have all the details two um i fucking hate that stand your ground law right never should never man when i go back and you learn the history of that that is some bullshit and people complain when it got passed years ago that you basically are giving people the right to kill people it's honestly just yeah it's murder right it's just a way a parameter of murder where we will protect your right to murder uh since 2012 according to records and interviews 47 year old michael Drek michael Drekka uh has been accused the accused aggressor in four incidents investigators documented three cases in police reports the other was not shared with authorities at the time but involved the same handicapped reserve parking spot outside circle a food store near clearwater and with another shooting threat so not only has he tried to has he been involved in these kind of altercations before he's even had a specific altercation over the same parking space and none of this was shared at the time um two involved allegations of drake is showing a gun in another trooper accused him of aggressive driving and cited him after a crash when drake braked hard in front of a woman driving with two children drake has not spoken publicly in weeks since he shot the and killed 28 year old marquise mclaughlin no one has spoken much about him either not family not neighbors not lawyers several alleged victims in previous incidents either declined to comment or could not be reached drake remains in many ways an enigma to the public he has not been arrested why because people they know fuckers are fools you put your face out there motherfuckers will show up at your house and bush no now in the latest stay your ground controversy drake is a key surviving player yet people uh don't even know what he looks like he's just a blurry figure on the ground in grainy surveillance video arms straight ahead uh, straight head tilted as he pulls the trigger he has no criminal record in florida and no discernible social media presence uh the police reports describe a man quick to anger but who always denied he threatened anyone with a gun so he was a liar no credit former prosecutor said the earlier cases could possibly be used if Drake is brought to trial as evidence that he pulled out his weapon because he was frustrated and not afraid twice investigators admonished Drake, telling him he was fortunate the alleged victim of his road rage did not want to press charges if they had an officer said authorities could have revoked his concealed carry permit the two 18 year olds called authorities when the black truck was still behind them see i guess this is the previous incidents okay one said one said he had stopped at a yellow light about noon on january 10th 2012 and the man in the pickup began to honk and yell out the window he motioned for the teens to walk back to the truck according to the 18 year old then he hung a black handgun out the window taking out the magazine putting it on his dashboard alongside another magazine the 18 year old said he drove away with his friend on us 19 around sunset point road but the truck followed and then passed the man slammed on his brakes the team recalled turning to the parking lot of arby's at curlew road the 18 year old said he kept driving but soon the black truck or toyota had returned 
the man eventually broke off in a different direction the teen said but had taken down his license plate number deputies traced it to draca and went to his house in clearwater according to police port he pulled her to a driveway into the driveway as they were leaving a business car draca told the deputy the other car car had cut him off he said he honked and yelled but did not follow the other car did not show a gun he did have one however a 40 caliber glock in his center console he also had a concealed permit uh the the uh deputy was skeptical according to the report asking Drekka how the teens knew he had a gun the deputy wrote i informed michael if he had displayed his weapon that he was lucky the teens did not wish to press charges uh largo police officer was driving later that year when several people in another car pulled up to him in highland avenue to make a report a man in a black toyota pickup had just threatened them with a gun they said pointing it out they drove off but the officer turned around to follow the truck december 13 2012 the driver of the toyota pulled into a church parking lot before the officer could make a traffic stop by the time the officer arrived Drecka already held his driver's license and concealed permit in hand he said he had not pointed a gun at the car uh that the other people were lying before the officer asked any questions because he did that shit because he knew they were gonna say that you didn't even ask me a question i'm like i i didn't i do have a gun i did not point it at anyone sir uh i didn't say nothing about you having a gun i i i just know i didn't call anyone a motherfucker he did this guilty as fuck mm-hmm. um yeah he had truck he had tucked a 40 caliber glock between his seat and the center console he said he always kept it there while driving according to the report the officer asked him to step out of the truck and find a loose bullet near the gas pedal and a loaded magazine below the seat drecker wore a holster inside his shorts behind his right hip i could still see the impression of the gun in his skin so he was lying he had the gun on him the whole time he was driving pulled into that church parking lot stuffed it in his seat and it was like what gun drecker told the officer he honked at the people in the car but he never showed them his gun he did he said he did not want uh he did not think they were driving fast enough in the school zone and the speed limit was 15 miles per hour the people in the other car dragger said threw up their middle finger as soon as he honked and one of them had shouted at him one he was looking for a confrontation yes two who says you didn't drive fast enough in the school zone 15 miles an hour nigga we all crawling ain't we though <coughs> the officer didn't believe Drake and said it was strange for someone to shout about a gun if they hadn't already seen it the officer wrote that there was no doubt Drake pulled his gun but the victims drove off so the officer did not arrest him i advised him his concealed her uh, carry permit did not give him the right to exhibit a gun because he was flipped off for honking at someone i told him a report would be taken that if the victim was located he could face jail and lost his concealed current carry permit another one a florida highway patrol officer responded to a car crash on alt us 19 uh pennsylvania avenue uh last uh less than a year ago or less than a year later a woman in a ford edge had crashed in the back of his pickup she had two children ages four and seven in her vehicle no one was hurt the woman said she was turning and pulled into the center lane wearing waiting for the truck to pass but Drecker said uh he thought she had almost hit him he began to slam on his brakes decreasing his speed quickly in an aggressive manner the woman smashed into the back of his truck shortly before 3 p.m um Drake admitted that like he calls that wreck he admitted he was brake checking the woman the trooper wrote he was cited for stopping and making a sudden decrease in speed without signaling the woman's car had to be towed from the scene according to the report and the trooper estimated the damage at eight thousand dollars um you know i'm starting to realize something talking about this this is like that time that that dude broke that mirror on my car and i and remember i said it 
scared me how calm i was because i didn't understand why the fuck i was being so calm because i would have been in my rights to be like what the fuck are y'all doing you hit my car you threw something at somebody and i and and i couldn't put it together in my head i was like like was i that scared like i I didn't feel scared and i didn't feel nervous i didn't even have fight or flight i just felt calm like just i don't know it just felt like i don't know almost zen like to a certain extent but i've been but i'm thinking about it now this is why same here i just don't want to get killed over some somebody's bullshit yep and i'm i need to be in my full rational thoughtful mind Mm -hmm. trying to go with the punches because these fucking insecure ass gun-toting uh assholes are just out here with weapons and we have like protected all of their rights with the stand the ground bullshit where they can instigate something and then turn around and kill you and be protected by the law correct correct you know it reminds me of zimmerman and trayvon martin we've been watching that documentary and so much of what zimmerman did was about instigating something with people you know he he followed trayvon martin in the middle of the night um, after he was told not to after he was told not to knowing he had a weapon on him followed this dude um trayvon's on the phone talking to somebody like yo this dude is fucking following me something's up with this guy i don't know like he in his mind as a 14 year old kid he's like am i gonna have to fight somebody to get home tonight like is this person gonna kill me for no reason you know and he turns around like what the fuck you want blah 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 and this dude had studied the law he had taken a criminal justice class he had basically integrated into whiteness because he was one of those white passing hispanic people right you know cut his hair off and start you know going by george instead of jorge or some shit and and, which his cousin kind of talked about Mm -hmm. um, on the show um but yeah it's like there's so many laws to make sure that white people are protected when they do stuff like this and they are aware of these laws they're aware of this privilege and so yeah they could kill us and in the court of law it'd be like well that's just what had to happen yeah because uh niggers uh and brown people's uh lives didn't don't mean anything and i am that makes me think of let me see put it up real quick this podcast mm-hmm. i've been listening to called uh screen on radio and well, seen on radio uh, seen on radio and Sorry. it's spelled like a movie scene Go right ahead. and it has like all these different parts to it and and it ta- and one and one series they're covering is called Seeing White. And it goes through the history of race and where the race come from and the foundation of the race, the like the race itself, how we separate, how uh, white people separated us and how Anglo-Saxon uh, became something that's commonly used here in America and nowhere else and how uh, to be a citizen means to be a white citizen only and you know anybody else you're not considered a citizen uh except for uh, they was talking about a dude who married pocahontas i forgot that dude's name and their children and their ancestry was an exception to this rule so then that's when they was like well if you you know a, a drop a brown you're black you know you 118th uh cherokee you know will will save will you actually are considered white mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where when you talk about George Zimmerman it's that thing where you can be white passing you know you just have the appearance of whiteness if you've been accepted into whiteness but sometimes regardless of if you're white or not 
yeah the thing for me is um you know i was trying to put that together and it's like i don't i it's like i don't have the freedom to have the or i don't feel like i have the freedom to have the emotional response that other people could have no mm-mm. you know because it's like that would be on my uh that would be on my death certificate as well this nigga got out of control we had to kill him you know yeah like he got too upset and i mean well shit you gotta kill some motherfuckers sometimes yeah because the foundation of our our country has been whites only and everybody else white people just have the right to kill um going back to slavery and shit like that and it's also one of those things but yeah i've been in several wrecks and every time i've been in a wreck i've never got angry in fact i've been in a wreck and i have gotten scared right just just and they were not my fault and i because the other person might be irrational and blame you even though it's their fault right get out the car angry get like and i've never had an incident where people have gotten out the car angry or anything like that but i remember one time i got in a wreck and it was actually their fault and they actually had family members i was by myself i sat in my car i didn't interact with them i didn't say a fucking word to them i sat in my car the whole time and they stayed they stayed to over there but they had family and friends around them which was cool i was like hey i'm i'm cool with 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 this us being separate mm-hmm. you know because i don't want no interaction with this thing one wreck i had got in uh when they was asking us uh because i was by myself so when they was asking us what hospital to go to one person said one hospital and i and i was like i i said i wanted to go to the hospital on the other side of town purposefully like completely different hospitals and the biggest reason why is because I knew it would take you a while to get there, and I didn't want to be there and have their family and friends show up and turn around and have to deal with that interaction because we probably would have been in the same vicinity. You know, like, those. that's the shit that I think of. Mm. And a lot of people don't, like, like, my thing is I try to prevent wrecks. I will slow down. I will stop. Whatever it takes not to have a interaction with you because I know that I'm black, and I can't change that. And when you get in wrecks with people you never know how irrational somebody's going to respond you never know how illogical somebody's going to respond you never know if regardless of whose fault it is a lot of people come out automatically blaming you you just don't know so my thing is i don't want to have an interaction with you at all yeah my i think my thing is more like uh i'm always prepared for the idea that i'm either gonna have to defend myself or possibly somebody around me you know i think about that shit a lot you know even when i don't want to it's like at this point i think it's subconscious like if uh if i go to the wide like i go to the wide the same time most days and i'll see like there's a this woman she's like a muslim woman she's there with her family every time i see her, you know make sure i speak to her and whatnot but i'm also always thinking like if somebody tries it i don't want to be that person that sat there and let them try it correct you know but that's you know a obligation i put upon myself not somebody else you know i just don't know how there are people like and i sh- i i don't think anyone should have to but it's weird that i don't know if i'm alone in that or not you know no, i don't know how you- many other people look around them and like okay that's a black woman over there i'm not gonna be like these videos where they record some dude calling some black woman a nigger and then they sit in the background or they come break it up by telling the black woman to leave no you know and this, there's been a few times where I, I we were at the store the other day and that muslim woman um that was working there said and it was the people right before us and mm-hmm. they 
they had walked out before right before we got over there Correct. this white couple mm-hmm. and this muslim woman was there and she i know oh well she was i don't know if she was muslim but she was dressed in the like hijab thing mm-hmm. and she was a cashier and she was a black woman and she was like um talking to herself mm-hmm. and when we came up she was like i know i look crazy i'm sorry you know y'all caught me talking to myself and she was kind of like doing that laugh where you're kind of trying to decompress correct like she was laughing but it wasn't really nothing funny she was just kind of laughing like okay like talking to myself like let me get my shit back together and i'm like okay is everything okay and she was like you know and she didn't even really talk directly to us she was still kind of in that mode trying to calm herself down she was like you know it's just some people they don't have respect they don't have decency if i put if you hand if you put your money down and you put it in my hand then and i give you your change do you take your change back from my hand it's that simple correct you don't request for me to put it down on the table or whatever like it's a fucking hostage negotiation like you just take you know like you would do for any other person and so you know i'm piecing it together in my hand i'm like oh those white people before us did some disrespectful like i don't want to touch your muslim hands put this money down blah 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 and then she you know i uh, you know as happens like we kind of commiserated as we from the south we black you know we could gallows humor of like these white people is crazy girl Mm -hmm. we know you know and then she kind of like was like well how y'all doing we kind of like made a couple jokes with each other and and then she was like you know i was uh upset before y'all got over here but i'm glad y'all came over here and you know it's like god knows that you know to put good people so i remember that most people are good and uh even though you have people like that and da 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 i'm like i ain't had a hard to tell i was like but if if god was real he would have let me show up 10 seconds earlier <laughs> so i could tell the motherfuckers it's probably best we didn't show up 10 seconds so earlier I could tell the motherfuckers go yeah go to hell the same thing happened one time we was in harris teeter and um you was looking for some food in the frozen food section and i wasn't over there i right. had, i went to go get something else and some white man came by karen and told her like to close the the door to the frozen food because it was gonna let all the something out and i was like like he was saying the bill yeah i'm like are you mr harris teeter motherfucker like who are you and one i know one thing when you when your black ass showed up that attitude changed didn't it well i didn't see him okay like i got over there and i asked you was everything okay and i don't know if he saw me and left or or what because it took you a while to tell me what happened and he told me like because i could tell you were visibly kind of bothered by this shit and once again about 10 seconds like let me let me see that you know what i'm saying because you kind of do have to take on i know patriarchy is some bullshit blah 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 and look i'm never gonna be a hundred percent i'm still from the south I'm still was raised kind of chivalrous i still open the door for karen and shit you know y'all do not what that y'all, he has to but yeah yeah y'all do what y'all do you know what i mean like it's not i'm not you know i still carry the heavy things from the car and shit you know everybody can do what the fuck they want you don't want people open the door don't date somebody opens the door you do whatever you want but i still have that kind of feeling about the people around me uh especially black people around me especially black women and children around me black lgbtq people around me where i'm like if some shit pop off we have to be in this together it can't be me sitting there as a as a fucking bystander and letting something happen and then turn around and be like but i'm a good person that's not a good a good person wouldn't do that no you know and 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 i if i expected of other people then i expected of myself but i also feel like 
it's it's something beyond fight or flight because it's correct like i said it's calm i don't feel anger i feel like okay how am i gonna handle this you know what i mean like i don't want to i don't want to have to have violence i don't want to i mean because you might just turn around and shoot me in my fucking head and i'm just gonna be a video on the internet of black man gets uh gets upset about his car getting damaged and then uh the white man felt threatened and shot him in his head and drove off and however many months later no justice all the black people stricken from the jury this man ain't going to jail my family missing me all this shit i think about this shit all the time that is and, and it's the same and i think for me uh uh traveling and i was traveling with a muslim woman and we were together she had a hijab and that crossed my mind because i was like hey i can i said to myself if we have any problems oh yeah i was gonna be like what you not gonna do and yeah we were, we're probably both gonna go down right with, but i know that if if you bothered her you might as well be bothering me right but that's kind of the anyway that's the space i kind of occupy at times um just in general right so when i hear about people like this that means there's people that occupy the space the other way correct oh i see a black person i'm gonna fuck with them i see a muslim person i'm gonna fuck with them i'm gonna go out of my way to be hateful it takes no effort to be kind but i'm gonna go out of my way and there are laws to protect them and they know it and that's what right. this dude represents to me he represents somebody that knows that stand your ground will protect him and he has spent a lot of time trying to find a reason to shoot somebody and this is the, the fourth incident did. uh so here's another one a couple of months ago he was in the same parking spot outside circle a food store arguing over the same handicap reserve space according to a man who said drake had threatened to shoot him rick kelly 31 told Tampa Bay times that drake had circled his tanker truck and confronted him about why he parked there kelly asked why it mattered he recalled drake said his mom who whose record show died in 2007 is handicapped understand his mom is dead she need no she handicapped parking in heaven this motherfucker is like yo um that space is for 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 handicapped people for disabled people i'm gonna shoot you he just wanted to shoot somebody the argument escalated drake yelled kelly said and used a racial slur kelly is black drake is white wonder which one he said yigaboo mm-hmm. what could what could he have said i wonder hmm. you will never know but my mouth to god's ears i really hate those nigger rats and anyone else really that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. Um, but the dispute didn't end there after he threatened to shoot him. Drake called the Clearwater Septic Tank Company Kelly works for to complain, telling the owner John Tyler that he didn't like the way Kelly had talked to him and was just lucky I didn't blow his head off. Uh Tyler, a gun owner himself, told the times he was shocked. I said, I'm sorry you feel that way that you feel justified to take someone's life over a parking space. He said that was the chilling part about it when i found out who it was with the mclaughlin situation drake's case is before the pinellas uh pasco state attorney's office which will decide if he should face charges for mclaughlin's death uh pinellas sheriff bob gultieri uh declined to arrest him citing florida stand your ground law now i i feel like i've read that he's been charged with manslaughter at this point they did okay 
uh legal experts say his previous road rage incidents could come into play if he's charged especially with the defense team with an argue staying ground the statute applies to when a person has a reasonable fear for his life or a serious injury shortly before the shooting surveillance footage shows mclaughlin pushed Drekka to the ground as Drekka argued with mclaughlin's girlfriend about the handicap reserve parking space former pinellas prosecutor bill lowry said that other dispute uh over the parking space uh, at the store and the two driving confrontations involving guns could show Dedra uses the gun in an unreasonable fashion let me tell you something they probably gonna do what they did with Zimmerman switch this shit to uh, self defense cause they know his previous history is gonna make it seem like uh, he was looking to kill somebody so they'll go well in this one incident you can't consider the other incidents anymore cause self defense not standing your ground um he just had to defend himself this video he was pushed down he was in fear of his life and he had to kill the man and he's gonna get off same way i said zimmerman's gonna get off i won't be surprised um the law needs to change this is uh, shout out to jay-z jay-z said it all man it's the law like the law needs to change that like that stand your ground encourages this type of shit and then even with with stand your ground you still got people that can claim self-defense after they get someone to put their hands on them you know ah so very frustrating but that's a hundred for me same and it feel like maybe because we've been through this so much i knew that dude had some previous shit i didn't even need to look it up i said that dude has done that shit before because there's people that are attracted to those confrontations because they know they will be defended man correct you know um by the way the trayvon martin documentary is good um I, it's, it's actually bringing stuff to light that i either forgot about or um i didn't know this uh the, the same and i know we kind of talked about it but something talking to you brought up a good thing because initially i wasn't going to watch it i was like i'm good uh but i uh went ahead and watched it a to learn things that i didn't know before b like you said they want they'll want to cover this 25 30 years later cover the fucking shit now why do we have to wait for our stories to be told why do we have to wait until you have a completely different generation that has a disconnect to it yes it's painful yes it's a lot but at the same time i've gotten to the point where i don't run anymore because i used to completely run and just almost just check out because it can be emotionally draining don't get me wrong but i've gotten to the point where i'm like you know what i'm i'm going to to do this and and push through the fear that overtakes you push through the sadness because you know i watched it and i literally cried watching it but i was like i'm going to watch this shit like i i i have got to know more about it because when i was watching it in real time even in real time I heard about it and I was aware of it, but it's a lot of shit that I didn't follow. I I just did not yeah, follow. I, I know you specifically avoided a lot of stuff. Yes, I did because it was just too much um, for me. You know, I was I think I was at home. Maybe I had just got laid off. I think, and I was starting to work on this whole, you know, this business at the house. You know, and so I avoided a lot of it. And it was on TV twenty four seven with mm-hmm. Twitter and everybody turn the channel, watch this, watch that, and I tried like. I never watched Rachel Gentile's deposition stuff for her testimony, uh, except for what I saw on like the Daily Show or something like that. Um, shout out to the Daily Show, by the way. It's really excellent, and Trevor Noah's really good, and he's 
really stepped into that job he does interviews way better than john stewart ever could do with a list of uh people and that he finds a way of being affable and relating to him uh and not coming off like he's patronizing um he's really good at that job um anyway um i can take it stuff like that from the daily show when twib was around i could take it from twib sometimes i could kind of get my news through them but um i could not take anything with trayvon martin it was just too much and i especially when we covered on the show i remember when it first happened being like okay one glad sharpton went down there to get attention did not know sharpton's grand. i don't think i forgot or it was such an insignificant detail to me at the time because i had not put it into full focus but sharpton's like mother died the day he landed in sanford and he still went out there and marched and brought attention and helped that family and i can't even imagine i honestly can't imagine um and, and that's a dude that a lot of people dismiss and throw throw a lot of shade towards nah I, I can't even imagine y'all y'all that y'all doing that i'm not that strong i just admit that shit so then the other thing um other little details like the prosecutor being the same prosecutor from the marissa alexander case marissa alexander mm-hmm. the black woman who they would not let use a stand your ground defense she just got out of jail yeah who would not they would not let you stand your ground defense against her husband who was literally trying to like to attack her and abuse her mm-hmm. and she shot a, a shot in the ceiling and um and this happened you know then they're going back through the worship of zimmerman and how he became a hero to so many white folks white folks that otherwise would claim to be good people they could not wait to tell tell us that trayvon martin was a thug zimmerman did nothing wrong open and shut case they believe everything he said nothing is nothing trayvon's parents said um the second obama said something white people flipped they didn't like obama anymore and they didn't like trayvon martin and they they didn't but before that it was a tragedy and it's it just the worst nightmare for anyone obama chimed in fox news flipped bill o'reilly flipped everybody flipped why are you trying to politicize this they said i love going back through this i love it okay i'm glad for this if we weren't going back through this i honestly i don't want to wait till i'm fucking 60 to go back through this right like i appreciate them i appreciate them because it's everything we say just puts the case together so perfectly the thing about george zimmerman being a latinx man who then switched over to white got a white woman start hanging out with white people going to the shooting range basically became a conservative white man in florida just you know the fact that he took these criminal law classes because he wanted to get away with shooting somebody the fact that he became a he wanted to become a police officer but couldn't because he had a resistant arrest um charge on his uh record so the police turned him down so he then decided to become top cop of the house uh of the uh homeowners association and uh the neighborhood watch like i you know and this is not blaming any black person who can't watch this don't watch it if you can't take it this is Correct. not i don't guilt people into watching anything Mm -mm. i don't you don't have to explain to me i actually low-key don't want to hear your explanation Mm -mm. it's fine because i i accept any reason you have not to watch these things but i'm glad that he exists and i'm glad jay-z's doing it and i'm glad that it's coming from a perspective where they're considerate of black folks and it's not just how white people felt about the shit at the time it's important um and i'll kind of and one of the things the trayvon martin case changed for me at just as a person because I, I avoided a lot of it when it was happening because i just felt like i knew the ending i knew they were gonna go to trial and i knew there was no chance uh zimmer is going to jail 
zero um and i just didn't want to be hurt by that because i knew it was gonna happen um yep but i just happened to be home one day um i can't remember it was like a friday maybe anyway uh when the lawyer for the prosecution made his closing statement to the jury and it was a white dude i forget his name maybe they'll play it on doc but it was so eloquent and it made the case for trayvon's humanity in a way that we as black people already um know and in a way that at that time had been forgotten in the media narrative you know i still blame a lot of the media for feeding into it and going back and forth and having like an expert on to argue the merits of this every five minutes that's a lot of that shit not trying funny started and they just kind of kept it there where we got to have both sides and and bring on this person i mean what's happening prior to that but this is like this case right here really put that to the forefront it was really callous is the best way i could describe it you know it was it was really callous um because they would bring on people that were just overt racist and be like uh what do you think and then they bring on somebody that knew the details of the case or whatever and be like okay fight against this guy who's just using stereotypes you know it's really bad but i remember i um because i hadn't really cried or thought about the impact of the case the whole time it was going on but i did cry during those closing arguments i did and i remember that day i made up my mind like i'm not going to die having not had an experience of the full range of emotions and allowed myself to feel everything as especially as a black man because we don't really get to feel shit it's mm-hmm. just anger or joy and that's kind of the whole gambit like you, can either, you either get to be mad or you get to be laughing you know you don't get to be emotional you don't get to be soft you don't get to be fragile you don't get to be like you just have to be like this box of shit all the fucking time and i remember that day i made up i was like this kid lost his life at fucking 14 and people still didn't want to see him as a full human being but in that moment that mara i think it was his name mara made the no he said mara's defense lawyer okay so whoever the prosecutor was he made this case for just the humanity of this black child which we all were if you're black um and it was just kind of like yeah that's i want my life to be that to be remembered that like i'm not trying to be an angel and i'm not trying to be whatever perfect but i am i am trying to to be present and conscious in the full my full self because so many people died and they've been denied that or they denied it to themselves and i don't want to be in my own way when it comes to that shit but that's you know that's what trayvon martin's uh case kind of did for me and i wonder how many other people it did for me the other thing it did was uh i don't have white friends anymore right that was about the time we lost them too that was a start that was a Mm -hmm. start it wasn't the final straw but that was a start Mm -hmm. because and i think a lot of black people can trace back to that and there's a lot of hurt a lot of activists respond because of this Mm -hmm. a lot of people that you know i'm still not sure if their activism was about being activated and wanting black rights as much as it was about hurt and pain right there's a lot of black people that thought white people around them was pretty cool until that moment now i didn't really get that luxury because i got white friends late in my life so i already had kind of built this 
really strong black foundation of like eh, take it or leave these white folks but like, still yeah. oh i know a lot of black people that have grown up around white folks their whole life and they were hurt to that core correct because this is somebody you grew up with you went to school with y'all went right. to each other's weddings godparents you know all these you, you've built decades of relationships with these people and the thing is the relationships were real they don't disappear just because you guys don't see eye to eye but for the first time ever for some black people they had to look at the people around them it was like oh y'all racist and if y'all view him like that i know you don't care about my humanity no matter what you tell me yeah and they're still hurt correct you know to this day like i said there's a lot of black people like i don't know that they would admit it but a lot of people found their blackness in a way and they found black spaces like our podcast because of this shit same like they weren't really checking for this shit necessarily before and maybe didn't even see the need of it it's like oh that's cool they got some nigga shit you know and then they found us because to a certain extent whiteness had betrayed them and ostracized them Mm -hmm. and so they needed something to fill that void now i'm still just a human being too so you know any it doesn't necessarily mean that just any black space is going to align with every black person i'm sure there's black people that don't fuck with us and whatnot but yes just in general there's a lot of black people that found blackness in a way that uh i think society was trying to tell us was not needed anymore after the election of obama it's like y'all don't need this black shit y'all don't need it what do you think you need it for black people white people have changed these are not the same these are not the fucking slave owning white people y'all don't need these spaces and each other in that way you can be the black friend and have a pretty good existence white people understand better and then you got this trayvon shit and it just reminded everybody like "Mm -mm, shit is not holding up in the light right right and i guess uh you know just kind of the way that uh i grew up i i never and still don't i don't hate white people but when you grow up with a lot of older black people around you that have experienced racism that have you know lived doing the jim crow laws and shit they'll tell you in a heartbeat white folks is a mess and 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 and, and shit like that And, and that stuff does affect you whether you want it to or not yeah i just think for a lot of people um this is their wake-up call correct you know and some of them they you know they fizzled out some people kind of return back to whiteness at this point mm-hmm. you know some people have kind of normalized themselves because you go know, from super like you're almost you're almost considered a white person and then you went so pro-black you lose all your white friends you go into these black spaces you don't really know your way around you start trying to tell people what to do and lead everybody and then you find out that black people been getting by without your ass forever so you can chill but i've seen that process with a lot of people i have too you know social media has really been like eye-opening as a way to kind of because you can almost track it Mm -hmm. like you friends with somebody long enough you can literally watch their progression you can go back in their pictures and shit and be like oh yeah you used to kind of not be like this now look at you you know and then trump comes in and look at you fading back you know like mm-hmm. uh, like it's just kind of interesting to see it happen but trayvon was a touchstone in that way and this all this staying your ground shit with this dude can't help but make me think of trayvon correct all right last thing let's do some sword ratcheting this guys um here we go <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
a broadway fillmore man told police he was robbed with his own sword saturday afternoon after he let a woman he did not know into his house to use his bathroom what mm-hmm his own sword the resident left the weapon in plain sight this it occurred at 1 p.m after a woman was walking inside to use the bathroom on her way out the resident told police the woman picked up the sword near the door and threatened to hurt him if he didn't hand over his wallet she then shoved the victim to the ground and made off with his wallet containing cash driver's license bank card social security number and social security card and other items she dropped the sword before running off wow you can't help nobody man i guess i don't know like you want to let somebody use the bathroom in your house next thing you know you got a fucking sword to your neck guess is why i don't keep swords in my house same all right y'all talk to y'all tomorrow thank you so much for listening until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.